got all excited for Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> and now <laughs> everything else oh. is just limp, oh. limp and dripping. Oh. Uh, yeah, all of these other topics are flaccid by comparison. <laughs> hey <Hey-oh. laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. Now I'm Emery Saunders. And I am Nick Marlott. And we're here to bring you all the nerdy news you need to know about this week. Remember, you can always find us on htbvids.com. You can find us on Twitter at htbvids and on Facebook forward slash hit the books. We'll be at other places soon, but uh, you know, we'll get to it. Uh, of course, we're always on YouTube. Be sure to hit like and subscribe if you're on the channel. It really does help us out. We're trying to get to some key demographics that'll make it much easier for us to upload and uh, maintain the show. Uh, so if you could help us out, please go on to the YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. It really, really helps us out. Uh, in addition, uh, we have some upcoming stuff that I, I'm really excited about. Obviously, we had the first stream of those natural ones on Tuesday. (laughs) If you paid attention to our social medias, you would have uh, seen that promotion. And I tuned in. I thought it was great. Had a lot of fun. And I really hope you guys keep it going. Oh, we will. Oh, yeah. We're just getting started. And, of course, you can always find that on uh, twitch.tv slash those natural ones facebook.com slash those natural ones and youtube.com slash if you can't spell that we will have it posted on our twitter and our facebook for hit the books yes uh and uh they always start streaming at 8 30 8 30 every tuesday eastern standard time so definitely look forward to that all right uh moving on there's a, there's not really any major corrections from last week uh more of just uh us going further into the topic this week with uh, the current news. It looks like a lot of it's related to uh, last week's topics. Uh, Of course, the biggest one being San Diego Comic-Con. It's literally happening right now as we're filming this. uh, It's here! Today was the second day of San Diego Comic-Con, but stuff is literally still leaking out, coming out, uh, and we'll probably see a lot more over the next two days, so... By the time you watch this, you know, come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, hopefully it's not too outdated, uh, (laughs) but we're trying to stay up to date as much as possible. For that reason, we're not relying on show notes quite as much today. We're we're literally reading the latest releases coming off of various news websites, and we'll try to obviously shout them out and give them credit where we can. Uh, So definitely look forward to that. Um, Anything else? Uh, What have you guys been doing? Reading, watching, listening to? X-Men. Current X-Men. It's bad. It's real bad. And I've I mean, you've been saying this literally since the beginning of the show. Uh, I've been saying it since the, literally the beginning of the show because, well, that's when Jonathan Hickman uh, decided to lead us down the... Uh, they, they... Not they. He led us down the path of Pod people X-Men. It's one thing to continually bring dead characters back to life, but to 
instill an entire plot around figuring out a way for an entire people group to never stay dead <laughs> in perpetuity. I mean, do they really need a reason? When was the last time a comic book character actually stayed dead? It, that's that's just it. They never really needed a right. reason. It's so, like, oh, hey, they survived the thing you thought killed them. That's all we ever needed to do. They fixed a problem they never actually had. Oh, right. Right. But so. now, the <laughs> instead of fixing a problem, all they've done is created all, an entire slew of new problems. Uh, the most recent one being the upcoming event, uh, actually the event that arrived just two days ago, uh, as of our recording, uh, Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day. Uh, the entire crux of this entire event is, well, the Eternals are just that. They're eternal. They don't die unless they... <clears throat> really go out of their way to do so. The X-Men have found a way to also keep coming back. And of course, because we can't have two groups doing the same thing, we have to make them fight. The The reason for there which... There can be only one. The, the, God, Highlander rules. <laughs> this is what we're doing. We're doing Highlander rules. But we don't have to. It sucks. It's dumb. Why... Why did I go through the last month worrying about whether or not a character was going to skin Mary Jane Watson from Spider-Man alive? Well, the, the, <laughs> the thing that confuses me with basically all of Marvel comics is usually comic book continuity will end two years max. Right. And then they kind of do a soft reboot where it's not really rebooted. They might still borrow stuff from the past, but generally speaking, you're on a fresh timeline and a fresh set of canon. Generally. X-Men's not doing this. They just keep perpetuating this fucking Hickman storyline <laughs> that was terrible from the start. <laughs> that's what I don't understand as a comic fan that wants to read good X-Men books. And there's, qu quite honestly, I feel the worst for the artists because the there's great art happening in these books and on these covers. But <laughs> the writing is so bad because it's all tied into this ridiculous system where they're like rebooting human beings, you know, from scratch uh, using this bullshit machine on this bullshit island and doing everything they can to fuck up the story. Okay. Uh, are you... Do you know anything about what's happening with the X-Men in comics currently? Uh, no. Okay. No, I have no idea. Okay. The last X-Men comic I read was probably about 25 years ago, so... Okay. To, to give you and the audience a quick recap on the story that we started with Jonathan Hickman. Uh, so everything that they had done up until Jonathan Hickman's House of X and Powers X... Uh, started. It was like, okay, all of that canon that we were building up and kind of, you know, going through the motions for a while, we're going to say, hey, this one human character, they're a mutant now, and their mutant power is, well, y people have seen the Edge of Tomorrow, right? The thing where Tom Cruise dies and he comes back again, like uh, the power of Groundhog's Day. 
I don't know how many people actually saw it, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, we know what it's, you're referring yeah. to. Spoiler alert. Edge of Tomorrow. He has the power of Groundhog's Day. Um, yay. Yay. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> The least wanted power. The, the, the least wanted power. You just you're dying all the time. Uh, but we're gonna extend that out to all of the mutants. With uh, we're going to take five mutants and we're going to say that they are now responsible for continually, literally rebooting as though it were a plot point itself. Where if you die, you come back because. Well, we we want to keep using these characters forever, so why not just make them all never-ending pod people? Imagine all of your favorite characters dying and then being reborn in some weird yellow egg that pops once they're, you know, resurrected for some fucking reason. Um, Bring you to the current day. This secret that they've held on this island that's also a mutant. Uh, hey, guess what? The The story's out. The humans now know that the mutants who seemingly die always come back because they have the power to keep doing it, I guess. I zoned out, like, halfway through that description. I can't even imagine. Most fans did the same yeah. thing reading the entire fucking story. Oh, and for giggles, Cyclops and Wolverine share a room so they can fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and uh, Wolverine all yeah. have connected you missed, rooms. You missed the, uh, You didn't say Jean Grey there? You just said <laughs> no, Cyclops. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what makes it bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that Jean Grey is generally not involved. <laughs> okay but they wow. all three have connected bedrooms i mean on you, the moon you do you but it's an interesting take yeah so we're good. gonna just keep murdering these characters renewing them and having them fuck <laughs> that's 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 the current plot of x-men I that mean, has been going for years i'm not one to shame anyone's relationship choices but <laughs> I mean, you do you, but yeah, we don't kink shame here. No, absolutely not. But it not, seems but like a weird wow. fan service that honestly didn't need to exist. It's like that. everybody always wanted Wolverine and Jean to get together, so why I, not this time? Well, what about Cyclops? Ah, eh, fuck it, he can join too. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's, <laughs> it, it's so weird. It's so dumb. It's painful to even they're hear Emery describe. They're all going to move to Utah. And, <laughs> oh, geez, I probably shouldn't say that. Uh, well. Please, yeah, like we we we've been throwing people that literally died under the bus for two episodes in a row now. Let's yeah, make fun of Mormons now too. <laughs> yeah, everyone can get it. Um, so yeah, the current like to bring you up to the modern day, we're trying to make the Eternals happen because we had that movie. So they're eternal, but their like their entire purpose is to root out and kill all of the deviants and because we now have the rights to the x-men oh okay one of these two groups has got to go so we're gonna make them fight and the crux of it is well the eternals see the x-men and all of the mutants as deviants so uh, 
Remember when we had virtually the same plot with the Inhumans because we had to get rid of the X-Men because we didn't own them and we wanted yep. to fucking get rid of the X-Men so we could insert the Inhumans, which suck? <laughs> oh, you mean we're on second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and a little bit worse? Wow. <laughs> that absolutely. Was that, perfect. Yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely is, perfect. Is that another t-shirt? <laughs> I think that's to another t-shirt. To join Edgy the Hedgy? <laughs> edgy the Hedgy. Uh, Gotta uh, call yes. back to Edgy the Hedgy. Uh, I'm making that T-shirt. You think I'm joking? No, I want. I just an need. Edgy I need to commission shirt. somebody to draw it, right? So I can make it. Let <laughs> me. Because uh, I'm not a good enough artist. <laughs> let me contact uh, uh, Sam y- about that. Yes, oh, please, yeah, yeah. please make us some edgy the hedgy. Yeah. <laughs> fan Sam, art. if you're watching this, otherwise I will send you a message in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So this is everything I want and more. That story, uh, second verse, same as the first. Um... Uh, we now just throw the Avengers in because, well, the Avengers are still hot, I think. Why like, would... they're starting to cool real hard, but we're everyone still likes the Avengers, right? Yeah, the it's... more people you can throw into it, the better it'll be, right? It's not like the story <laughs> needs, like, focus or, like, a certain set of characters to devote, you know, time to or anything. Yeah, it's... It's just terrible. I, the way DC is bad at making movies, Marvel is bad at making comics now, and it's very disappointing. It is. What? How it, did we? It get doesn't here? have to be this way. How did we? It get really here? doesn't. I, I'm interested. I would. I would like to see how the sales have scaled. It's been a long time since we did a sales segment for comic books, but uh, might have to bring that back to a lighter extent. Anyway, fantastic. anything else you guys have been? Uh, Working on playing, watching other than those natural ones. My, obviously, yeah, that's kind of consuming my entire life right now. Is uh, writing this world. Uh, well, you did see something that I also saw that we could talk about that also happened at San Diego Comic Con. Oh yeah. Speaking of, well, we'll save that for the news. All right. We're gonna yeah. save that for we're the news. Save that we, for the yeah, news. we got his whole pedestal ready. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah. He's I gonna, got a whole. He's gonna break out his notes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have a frame by frame. But yeah, other than basically creating an entire world, universe, and uh, all the inhabitants in in said world and universe, that's pretty much all I've been doing. <laughs> hey, Bender I, did it in like two days. So who did Bender? Better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I am not a robot <laughs> fueled by beer. I am a human fueled by wine. Um, yeah, but people can still uh, bite your shiny metal ass. Absolutely, they can. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, we. I actually just uh, rewatched the last couple episodes of Miss Marvel with my daughter uh, last night today because. Uh, she hadn't seen. She was a couple episodes behind, so we finished watching that. And oh, what a coincidence! You still haven't. No, mm. I still haven't. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to have time. I even got the last video edited super early, so you're welcome. Uh, but uh, yeah, I ended up not taking your advice you because to. I wanted to stay linear. But we and I watched two episodes of Hawkeye but instead. It doesn't matter. Linear doesn't matter in these TV shows. You can watch them in any order, That's and you have to watch this because there's something that we need to talk about. See, you say that, <laughs> and you're probably correct. <laughs> and yet, I can't. <laughs> oh, it's not see. physically possible for me. Oh. 
God, see, uh, we, it we, will bother me. We should talk I will, about it. I will not sleep we, we, because it will bother me we, that much. We want to talk about it, but you haven't, you haven't seen it. I know. You haven't heard it. <laughs> but it's still fairly new, so it's still kind of spoiler territory. Yeah. We'd have to do you like you'd have to watch the whole thing. We'd, we'd have, have to, to do watch like, like the last two minutes. But of then it. it spoils the whole thing. It's true. Why it's would still, I watch the rest of it if I just watched the last two not, minutes? Mind you, we're saying spoiled it. For Chris here, I mean, it's plastered all over the internet. Yeah, now, it is so. absolutely. How you 100%. haven't heard of this? It's uh... well, the fact I didn't even have any idea that this was there's anything related to such a topic <laughs> until you mentioned it last week. So clearly, it's not effective enough on the internet to have <laughs> ruined it for me. And now that you told me, now I'm seeing it everywhere because I'm looking for it. But before, I didn't see it at all. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically the extent i've been <clears throat> also been going back to witcher 3 and finishing that up finally i need to go back into that i i it's started a, playing it's it, such a long game but it was one of those <laughs> there's so much shit to do it was one of those games where i bought the witcher 3 and i bought another game at the same time i don't remember what it was and i played a little bit of the witcher 3 and i really enjoyed it but then i switched out and started playing something else and i enjoyed it more and then i just never went back to the witcher yeah this is like the story of my life with video games i this is why i should never buy two video games at the same I time i still have like six <laughs> video games wrapped in plastic that i bought and received as gifts yeah. last Good year god man yeah it's bad <laughs> it's real bad my backlog is so horrible like i said my my sabbatical while we were uh, out for covid times yeah, like yeah. like the comic list that i went back and reread from beginning to end is horrendous like <laughs> i literally read thousands of issues of various comics <laughs> to find just so i could finally have them finished <laughs> and feel good about myself that i knew the conclusion to the story you, you know? finally got to see how it ended i mean fable took forever fable is awesome fable is a great comic it's long holy shit that is a long i thought you were talking about the game i was like wow you're that far behind that you just finished the original (laughs) fable no the 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 fable video game just for fun facts for you is basically the first year of that comic and that's it really so that ah. there are hundreds more issues that that go real deep i didn't realize that it was the same thing I thought it was two completely separate. No, it, I mean they're very heavily based on each other. The, the the video game takes some creative license with how things proceed and how things interact. The comic fleshes it out a lot better. Interesting, but yeah, it it basically follows the first minor story right. of the Fable series. Yeah, that's it's a great series, a w- wonderful series. If you ever have the time and you get Comicsology on limited, you can read pretty much the entire season or the entire series almost to the end the, that's the way they get you as you subscribe to their unlimited of thing for you know like 10 bucks a month i think it is and then they leave out like the last volume and then <laughs> you have to buy the last volume of the comics it's a little annoying but you're also saving at least hundreds of dollars by yeah. doing it that way L- less annoying than actually reading something on comicsology <laughs> yeah, but uh, <clears throat> definitely, definitely took a lot of time to do that. So, uh, other than that, nothing else nerd related. So, uh, figure that's a good time to jump into the news. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Well, we're just going to go in order from the most up-to-date uh, list of announcements coming out of San Diego Comic-Con 2022, which, of course, reopened in person, so people in cosplay, and every they've done it kind of virtually or canceled it, depending on what year you're talking about because of COVID. This is the first year that they're finally all back in their costumes, characters, actors, actresses, writers, creators, artists, you okay. You name it, they're all together in San Diego right now, which is awesome. And it seems like it's a heavy show. Like it seems oh, yeah. like there there are a lot of panels kind of making up for lost time. Uh, <laughs> this is the big one that I'm sure uh, yep. Nick yep. wants to break am, out his notes for. Yeah, oh, I am yep. all about this. So I won't even take any of the glory away from you. Go ahead. <laughs> so we had um, not only the first look at the – did you see – one of you guys sent – no, actually, it was Sam in our Discord. Yeah. They had a signage outside of the the hall in San Diego Comic Con where they just had the like these little thirty second or like fifteen thirty second like images, uh, little quick videos of the characters from the Dungeons and Dragons movie. The actual actors, like you know, doing little fucking. They had Chris Pine like standing there with his loot, like and shit, <laughs> and. In the bottom corner of each one, it showed it, on the bottom half. It had the name of the actor, and then right next to it, it had the class symbols oh. of each one. Go back and watch that thing that yeah. Sam sent, and you see they're the exact same symbols from the player's handbook, from D and D Beyond, everything. So you can see each character and their specific class right there. But not only that, they actually launched or released, I should say. The first trailer for the movie, which launches in theaters in May? Or was it March? March. March yeah, of 2023. Yeah, I yeah. believe it's March 3rd. Yes. So, <laughs> Which, honestly, I, it seems like they have the whole thing shot, so I'm surprised they needed that much time. To... It's probably just final edits and reshoots at this point, let's yeah. be honest. But um, I'll be honest, before seeing... When I first heard about this movie... The first thing I thought of was a, the god-awful Dungeons & Dragons movie that came out in, like, 2000. And I was like, this movie is going to be fucking terrible. Then they announced the cast, and I was like, all right, so Michelle Rodriguez, Chris Pine, uh, fucking Hugh Grant. They're clearly spending money. This is not going to be a low-budget thing. They're, they're spending money, so maybe it's going to be all right. Holy crap, and then this trailer dropped. And, oh my god, I am actually excited for this movie. I still am worried. I still have my worries, and I'll get to that in a minute. But this trailer looked fantastic. It was everything that somebody in who's into D&D was hoping for. Like, I was expecting them to go more of the, like toned down let's try and get a lot more people into this so let's let's put in a little bit of the D stuff but we're gonna make it more uh you know consumer friendly for everybody else no 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 no. they went balls to the fucking wall D lore D creatures D everything yeah uh, i was expecting also for them to tone it down for the sake of trying to bring in like uh trying to make themselves like what is commonly referred to in Hollywood as a four-quadrant appeal. Like, trying right. to appeal to everyone. Um, and 
Not only did they come out swinging, oh, that no. shit was buck wild. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that they, like, this trailer, if you haven't seen it, pause this, go watch it. It's two minutes long. We'll, we'll yeah. wait for you. I'm playing it without the audio while you're watching this, but go watch it. Like, <laughs> it yeah. The audio alone. Yeah, it's oh. fantastic. The, oh. they, a whole lot the of love by Led Zeppelin. Oh my god! Oh my god. It has I've been fooled by trailers before, as Emery knows. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Emery forced me to watch a, an Academy Award-winning movie, Suicide Squad, <laughs> but, for costumes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm this, I'm the most casual of casual when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons. Like the extent of my knowledge comes from Emery and you. Yeah, and watching the stream on Tuesday. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so, all I know. Let's but I was, uh, as a filthy casual, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome. First thing I want to do is talk about the mood of this this trailer. This had this trailer had real hard Thor Ragnarok feel to it, especially the final scene in the trailer where, where they have the red background and he's coming through the air in slow motion with his sword. It reminded me so much of the opening scene in Thor Ragnarok where oh, he's fighting yeah. uh, fucking, I can't think of the dude's name with the big horns. Oh, Surtur. Surtur, yeah. yeah. That's the first thing I thought of, but it's also, like, you can tell the influence from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because the whole party just screams Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And, I, and before the, uh, we started filming, you you had looked up who the directors were, because yeah. we were like, who are these directors? Like, this looks awesome. And they didn't have too many actual directing roles right. to their name, but they had a ton of writing credits, Including. and one of them was Spider-Man Homecoming, yes. which is my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> awesome. Like, that's a huge boon to this if if they keep right. that level of quality in this movie um, it makes me super excited so oh, absolutely i want to go yeah. through some of the things that i picked up I'm, I'm pretty sure i watched this trailer like 10 times picking <laughs> up all of the little easter eggs and not necessarily easter eggs the blatant punch in the faces of D D lore like yeah. there was a lot of shit that some people probably wouldn't have realized and then a lot of people uh some things that were Clearly obvious. Um, first off, locations were definitely in the Forgotten Realms. I mean, that w if that wasn't Waterdeep, I don't know what the fuck Waterdeep oh, is. Oh, it absolutely is Waterdeep. Um, and, like, the fact that what they're doing with the characters, or the, the creatures, is literally, like, they read the stat block, see exactly what they do. The fact that they, they have a dragon, an actual black dragon, not a fire-breathing dragon, a black dragon spitting a line of acid... That is the most, like, on-point thing they possibly could do. Absolutely. Uh, I, I was surprised that they went, with, like, monster stat block accurate as opposed to, oh, it's a dragon, people expect fire, let's no, throw that down. And that's, that's like, it, the way it fell out like a liquid and that sloppy blah, 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 sound it was We're making. We're still talking about the trailer, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just making sure. <laughs> there, there's a lot of shit that I could break down in this thing. But one terrible. thing I really want to point out, because I've watched a lot of other breakdowns, and not a single person has mentioned this, but they're, when they're talking about stealing the, the uh, item for the wrong person, tell me that is not the Horn of Orcus. It looked a whole lot like the Horn of Orcus. And not it a single other person is talking about this. Why are we not talking about the fact that they brought in the fucking Horn of Orcus? I, I mean... And gave it to a lich. When I said they were going hog wild, that's what the 
fuck I meant. Oh yeah. my god. This is this is going to it it goes to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then we have This movie's uh, going to eleven. Like day one. The, the fact that you can literally watch this and if you play D D, you can pick out the spells that they are using. Like you see either slow or time stop used at one point because everything starts slowing down, but then Chris Pine's in the background still doing his shit. You see uh, fucking one guy shoot off. It looks a lot to me like magic missiles, but it could have possibly also been um, uh, a frostbolt, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, At the end, you see the one dude shoot down a a firebolt, and the other guy cast shield. Yeah, and, that, oh my God. that someone definitely used green flame yes, blade. Yes, they did. And I, 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 like, I was like, I every, immediately picked that every, out. It's you. It's like, yes. It's it, it, fucking for, cool looking. For anybody who's uh, not familiar, <laughs> Emery's go-to cantrip in D&D is always, every single NPC he has ever made that I've ever played against has had green flame blade. You gotta have green flame blade. I mean, it lights your sword on fire. And if you catch fire from it, the fire jumps and <laughs> to other people who also get lit. <laughs> it's a really cool smell. <laughs> you guys are so over my head right now. I'm, I'm trying my best to follow. Well, I'll, I'll bring it back down to something <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you let's, can... Let's bring it back can, down a little bit. I, um, I also off. enjoyed the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to watch this regardless because I have... Uh, a very soft spot in my heart for Michelle Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> always have ever since, like the nineties. And we're back to the dripping. Oh, yeah. oh God! Oh God! You're not wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Michelle Rodriguez as a barbarian, and that one scene where it is full barbarian rage mode, and she fucking German suplexes a guy in full plate mail. Oh my god. Like, this is what everyone thinks. Like, every person who's played D&D, when they imagine what what it means to, like, rage? Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez did that in, like, a span of, like, a few seconds, and it was everything we dreamed of. Yeah. It's kind of amazing how much nerd deep dive shit they put into this very short trailer. Oh yeah, like you, you are <laughs> I, pulling out so much material, and I'm not I was halfway like, through oh, my list. Enjoyable. <laughs> I'm not even halfway through my list. No, uh, that's 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 a level of respect. It, it like it, it's not like corny levels right. of respect for the material. Like some people go way too deep, but they like take it way too seriously. This looks like it's meeting that nice like halfway exactly. point where it's not taking itself too seriously, but it seems really enjoyable, really fun, and still gives a lot of uh, kind of fan service. Sure. Probably the wrong word, but no, a it's, lot of it's absolutely fan service. A lot of things of note. Oh yeah, but uh, <laughs> let's also talk about the fact that they weren't like we've already said that they weren't afraid to dive into the lore, but to the extent that they made one of the main characters a tiefling. I mean, yeah, ha- that's a bold move right there. Yeah, tieflings are for the uninitiated. Uh, tieflings eh. are. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. right, Babby. Babby. <laughs> They're basically half demons. So the the one with the horns, and at one point when she, what I'm assuming is dimension doors through the ground into oh, the. Oh yeah, that's, that's another spell. Fun. They yeah. accurate like 
this is what I imagine Dimension Door looking like, is like when they like flip from one scene to another, just in one seamless. Whoop. Yeah, but and you can see her tail. Yeah. Oh my god. Again, bold move. But the and yes, I know. Tiefling druid. Druids can't wild shape into monstrosity. Fuck off! I don't care. <laughs> the owlbear was awesome. Uh, okay, this is another thing that is pretty accurate to D anD. d Sometimes a player comes up with an idea that you just have to let them rule do of it. cool. The rule, rule of, of cool. cool. It's literally and depicting the rule of cool in the movie. And the official Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channel posted a a one on one with Chris Perkins, who is one of the who is D and D basically. He is the yeah, he's the, the new the, Gary Gygax. Yeah, he's the other half of the rule book that you can only find on Twitter. Yeah, so. <laughs> pleasant <laughs> and they came to him they came to him and he helped build this out so clearly chris perkins doesn't have a problem with it you shouldn't either also another thing that he said in that in that video is if you go back to the 2020 i believe uh adventure pack um rhyme of the frost maiden mm-hmm. there is a prison that they talk about in there. Um, yeah. I, can, I, I just lost my train of thought. I can't remember the name of it. They He specifically says that they built that for this movie because they came to him and they're like, we need a prison. Is there anything you guys have? And they, they went back and forth with the direct, with the, the Johns. Johns? Jo- uh, yeah, yeah they're Johns. The Johns. Yeah, yeah, the Johns. Yeah. They went ba- he went back and forth with the Johns and Chris Perkins and they're like, well, we don't have anything in the that that will work for you. But I'm going to build one. And he builds this prison in Rime of the Frost Maiden, Rime of the Frost Maiden, specifically because they needed it in this movie. And anyone who has Icewind Dale Rime of the Frost Maiden also just gets to have that as part of their D&D adventure module. Right. You're welcome. Is I'm sure uh, what he was saying, but like just to quickly go through the rest of these things, you know, you have clear underdark tones. Uh, you have yep. a fucking mimic. Yep, the mimic, the <laughs> mo- one of the most quintessential D and D characters, the mimic, um, who is a is that the a- chest? Yeah, an yeah. amorphous blob that will shape shift into typically uh, normal everyday objects, and yeah. then attack you like, like typically a chest or a door or a oh wall my, oh my god if they do that with a door i'm going to laugh and shit yeah oh my god the displacer beast <laughs> maybe the... it'll be a toilet <laughs> convenient <laughs> oh <you> no <laughs> displacer beast gelatinous cube uh the lich ish character who then misty steps yep the Thick with double C's, red dragon at the end. Holy shit, that oh, thing looked like oh, a frog. No. We're not on C's, we're on Q's. Yeah. We're not talking thick. There's a couple <laughs> things that. Oh, and also another uh, uh, forgotten rel. thick. It's a thick old dragon. But one, one other really small detail that uh, a lot of people might have missed. Because uh, it's only in the scene for a quick second. The badge on Chris Pine, the Harpers. Yep. Which is another Forgotten Realms guild, basically an underground uh, guild of 
people trying to keep, you know, people in power in check, more or less, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> kind of like a Watchmen yeah. type thing. Yeah. So that gives the quick, quick once over. Um, but there's, a, th- I do have a couple concerns about this. And my biggest concern is that was a lot of shit that they showed for one movie. They did kind of so, like, that's the other thing. They went hog wild. It felt like next to nothing was held back. But have you guys seen anything about projected runtimes or anything? No, we haven't. Or I don't, I don't know if there's, if it's been released or not. My, my question. And I know there's been quite a few movies and trailers out there that show similar, like 57 different locations and, you know, all this shit. And then, the movie comes out, and while it does show that it's a very concise and to-the-point plotline, which is probably what's going to happen, my pro- my my concern is that it's not, though, and they're just going to try and jam too much into this film yeah. right. and make it like like uh, what you guys were talking al- almost about the Thor Love and Thunder, where it's like, boom, 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 let's go here, let's go Underdark, let's go Waterdeep, let's go Neverwinter, right. let's go there, like let's go there. That's always going to be a concern, not letting certain scenes breathe. Right, no. and... If you and while what they're showing is fantastic and the CGI is incredible, I am worried that they're going to try and jam too much into this movie and it's not going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's here's what gives me hope for not only you you both as Dungeons and Dragons players and fans, but also for just the general public that wants to potentially see a fun, new, exciting thing that isn't a Marvel movie. Let's face it, that's yeah. all we have right now. Right. <laughs> Marvel movie after Marvel movie after Marvel movie. And yeah. quite frankly, they're getting worse with time. <laughs> yeah, the, the machine. On the average. The, the machine is starting to break down. Yeah. Um, what gives me a lot of hope is that, generally speaking, the deeper a lore is and the more there is to discover in a particular set of canon or pop culture, generally speaking, the worse the fans are as far as being critical of any kind of movie product, video game product, you name it. So the fact that not only am I excited as just the regular casual guy that's just dipping his toes in this, and I'm just as excited, if not less excited, than you both are as people that are really deep into the lore, really deep into the game, and just the general universe of Dungeons & Dragons, like... That's extremely encouraging because generally speaking, when you see these different franchises branch off into cinema, for example, you know, Uncharted is probably the most recent example. World of Warcraft tried to do that with Uh, their CGI movie. That was probably the worst thing ever. Uh, And there's a lot of examples you can point to where things with a lot of lore were presented to the audience in trailer form and generally... They were met with right. cynicism, suspicion, but you know. As that you, doesn't seem to be happening with this. As you pointed out in the beginning, you know, they didn't go the super, we have to take ourselves seriously. Yeah. Because let's be honest, anybody who's played a game of D&D realizes that, well, yes, it's high fantasy. Yes, you are playing heroes. 
There is nothing serious about a full game of D and D. It is dick jokes. It is random stupid names that pe- that the DM can't think of something, so he names a character Per Von Sul. Uh, <laughs> critical Role reference for you guys, or uh, I'm still laughing at that name. Yeah. Um, and just random shit that happens, and D and D, a D and D game, depending. Um, it, <laughs> There was this quote that I heard, and it was like, D&D is where the the dungeon master sets up a story, and the players decide if it goes Lord of the Rings or Monty Python. Yeah. So that that's literally every campaign. Yeah. So the fact that they're not taking themselves super serious is a good thing, and the fact that they're going more for that Thor Ragnarok style, uh, self-aware comedy yeah. aspect, but not hopefully not over the top, is a good thing. And you bring up some good points that it's it's kind of intertwined with the culture of Dungeons and Dragons, where if they tried to make more of a you know silly take on. Lord of the Rings, as you right. said, or <laughs> The Witcher, oh, yeah. or something like that, it would be met with a lot of anger and Absolutely. hostility. Absolutely, 100%. So, right. Uh, you're right that it not only is it respecting the, the lore, the canon, the fundamental aspects of discovery in the game, but also the, the subculture within the players themselves. So yeah. that it, it works, but it probably wouldn't work for every exactly. material <laughs> or franchise, as we saw at the latest Thor movie. My... My question that I have and probably won't be answered until we watch this movie is, and I want to get your take on this, both of you, mm-hmm. I've, I've got three choices here. Is this going to be a one-off, a trilogy, or are they setting up a whole Dungeons Dragons cinematic universe? Here's my general thought. Okay, yeah, you, you say yours first. I, and that's just because my thoughts are simple. I figure I'll give you more time to create <laughs> more depth with yours because you, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, my impression, like you said, they're shoving a lot of stuff into that trailer, just that short trailer, which tells me they're going to put everything up front because there's probably some flop sweat in there. They're, yeah. they're oh, probably yeah. a yeah. little worried that they're going to invest. I mean, they're spending big bucks. They, yeah. I mean, you don't get a Led Zeppelin track for cheap. Like, <laughs> they are notoriously stingy with their music. That's why Ragnarok was such a big deal musically, because they got access they got to that. They got a fucking Led Zeppelin yeah. Which song. they never released. Like, School of Rock was the first time. Second time was Ragnarok. And this will be the third instance where Led Zeppelin actually allowed the rights to the right. music be used. And it doesn't come cheap. So, and then you look at the cast. Like they they've got a an established cast. It's not like some nobodies they just like drafted into this. They so. got Hugh fucking Grant. Yeah. So there's a lot at stake. They need this to be a success. Yes. Because if it's not, it's going to be a colossal disappointment. Not only for the public, but also financially. So, I think there's a lot riding on this. And I'm sure if they do succeed, they will expand it into a sequel and you know maybe a trio of movies but i think there is a lot of flop sweat and i think they're possibly to your earlier point going to shove too much into this movie and leave themselves with nothing to build off of beyond that so well here's the here's the counterpoint to that there's plenty to build off (laughs) i mean if we just like you could you could shove 
50 unique monsters into that movie and you'd still barely be scratching the surface. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, That's good to hear. Yeah. No, there I mean, you look at uh just if we're just going to talk about 5th edition, we're not even going back prior to 5th edition. Oh, you God. know, just <laughs> just talking about the lore in 5th edition, which is what only the past seven six seven years something yeah. like that yeah only so like, it's which still by like by dungeons and dragons edition terms this is still recent yeah and this is being bankrolled by paramount so yeah th- there's yeah. a good chance that so, if this is successful you're gonna see not only potentially sequels but you'll probably spin-offs. see tv shows made for paramount yeah. plus oh yeah it's their big streaming app that they're pushing that's so yeah. I I can see a lot of potential here if they're right. successful. So yeah, there's there's a lot of writing here. But if we're going with just just fifth edition, <laughs> let's let, not even going into the lore of everything back to the mid seventies when Dungeons and Dragons first came out. Yeah, there are tons of campaign settings, books, uh, adventure modules, just in the Forgotten Realms themselves, which is clearly. Uh, where this takes place because you obviously have water deep you obviously have the underdark you have everything like that so this movie it's not really obvious for me okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for the initiated these things would be obvious for the first timer th- this is all going to seem like an entire stack that's just been slowly waiting to be made for the masses right but you have so many different locations so many different stories that they could pull from so many different, uh, you know, campaign modules that they could pull information off, or they could just do what everybody else is, is appears to be doing in this story and just coming up with a new adventure, just like every, just like homebrew D and D or DM yeah. does. Every DM does this, and for good reason, because well, if you make your own campaign setting, you can kind of do whatever the hell you want absolutely which is what i did and yeah. what you did yeah, yeah so could you imagine like a D paramount plus choose your own adventure type that of would show be fantastic. like they did with uh black mirror yeah. and they do with the bear grills thing on netflix right now where they have your choose your own adventure thing that would be perfect it would be amazing it would be stupidly expensive <laughs> It'd be awesome, though. It, it would be awesome. Come on. It, it would be like absolutely awesome. Like, with Chris Pine, awesome. yeah. like, just leading your party. Like, now, that, this... That could be amazing. That actually leads me into what I think they're going to do. Yes. A cinematic universe. That's... <laughs> yes. Uh, if for no other reason than the modules that they keep making and the material that they keep coming up with just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking and oh my god, we only recently got an expanded list of Dragonborn options. Yes. And they keep making more. And the fun thing about it is all of these things that they keep coming up with usually have inspiration in pre-existing media. See also uh van richten's guide to ravenloft i love that book which is it's D D. what'd you call meets. it van helsing's guide <laughs> to castlevania <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah it, it that's the more that they keep coming up with and the more that they keep making legally distinct for legal reasons uh the the possibilities only branch off more and more and more and more and more. I, it, it would be, as they say in the business, 
money left on the table. Were they not to? Well, they're certainly ev- spending a lot of money. Uh, I, I mean, they're spending a lot, and they're almost certainly going to at least break even with this movie. All right. I, I, and I am in the same boat as you. I honestly believe, as long as the only thing that would stop this is if this movie absolutely tanks. But I, I honestly believe this is going to be the Iron Man of the D and D world. You know, this is oh, going to be yeah. the first opening salvo in what could potentially be a giant D&D cinematic universe cuz i mean also what's the biggest trend right now in in hollywood is fucking interconnected cinematic, cinematic universes cinematic universes so yeah i i think you had a good point uh paramount plus shows i didn't even think about that mm-hmm. um but yes i think at minimum at bare minimum we're going to see a trilogy but more oh. than likely we're going to see some spin-offs we're going to see other other parties in different areas. We're going to see a never winner. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're going to see a sword coast. We're going to see a never winner. We're going to see all kinds of different things that are all going to come together at some point. And you, and instead of Thanos, Vecna. Vecna. Let's Which, be honest. Mind you, we got the Stranger Things version of this character, where the the characters in that world assign that name because, you know, they play D&D. Of course, they're going to call the biggest bad that they've ever seen a Vecna. Um, when D&D does, like, actual, like, Vecna from the game that they made up, good God. I mean, <laughs> if we want to go back to that thing that Chris Perkins says about how they created this character, or this prison for... Um, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Let's talk about the other shit that they've been doing right now, recently, with all the Vecna shit that they've been pulling out, and the obelisks, the time obelisks that have been showing up. That they're like, oh yeah, Vecna can control this shit, and the Vecna dossier that they just put out. All of this shit is connected. They're working together, people. This, a- absolutely, you know, it is one hundred percent. I I almost guarantee you that it is going to go the route of the cinematic universe, and instead of Thanos, we're going to have Vecna. Yeah, the Vecna is going to be the new Thanos, and there's going to be a ton of memes about it, which is me. It just means it's going to give this thing even more life, which is hilarious because Vecna's a lich. Yes. Is there an equivalent of Ant Man in this universe? Uh, no, you could be a druid. No, no we're not uh, doing I, the butthole thing because I'm going to roll for initiative right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the funny thing, while there isn't, uh, as far as we know, an equivalent for Ant Man in terms of like an established D and D type character in the lore, they are recently, like they recently announced and is going to be releasing within the next couple of months, a book called Spelljammer. Yes. Which is... Ridiculous. It, it, it's going to be basically the, let's do uh, space adventures. It's treasure in Planet in D&D. It, treasure Planet, I'm going to run one, and it's basically going to be D&D Guardians. Yeah. Which is Revel- weirdly an Ouroboros. Going back, I think about it. Revel's End is the name of that prison. Sorry, I had to look it up. Oh, Revel's End. Jeez, what yeah. a casual. Rebels. You didn't know that? Yeah. Jeez, everybody oh, knows Rebels. that. Rebels. Rebels and... That's right. Is, is there any concerns for you guys? Obviously, it wouldn't affect my viewing experience much because it would go over my head. But are, is there any concerns that they're going to be 
too far in the fan servicey realm, and they might yes. start inserting stuff just from the culture of yes. like clubs and oh, people absolutely. playing. Absolutely, that like too much fourth wall breaking, winking yes. at the audience. Absolutely, yeah, that's <laughs> one of our biggest fears. There was actually. a yeah. there there was a meme that went around that kind of plays off of that the fourth wall breaking, where they're like. We want to see a Muppets D and D movie where all the Muppets are play- sitting around a table playing, and then their char- then you watch their real life characters played by people like Chris Pine and The Rock and everything, <laughs> like kind of like a uh, Jumanji. Well, that that's the style. first thing I thought of when <laughs> yeah. I when I saw that this movie was coming out. I'm like, oh, they're gonna Jumanjify this, like no, the, the, no. the new Jumanjis, <laughs> yeah, not, not like the old ones. All right, well. Uh, obviously everybody here looking forward to that, including the filthy casuals. So that's Ye- a good sign. Yep. So Paramount casuals in, then this movie's going to win. Yes. Paramount could have a big cash cow on its hands, or it could have one of the biggest blunders in Hollywood history. Oh my God. A reason so. to get Paramount. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> True, but me. Look, I I'm a fan of Sonic they, as much as the other have, guy. They have but South Park movies now, like right? Yeah. They don't have the. Uh, do they have the series? I think it's on HBO, right? Uh, I think it might be. On yeah, HBO. yeah, but yeah. they do have movies. It was <laughs> South on, Park movies. It was on Hulu for a while, and then not anymore. So next up, coming out of San Diego Comic Con, we have uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Cowabunga Collection. I am super excited for this because it has one of my favorite games of all time in it. Oh, Turtles Ever- in Time! Oh yeah, yep. which is obviously the big staple that everybody points to uh, from the SNES days. Uh, this will officially be released on August 30th uh, for PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and Series X, Nintendo Switch, and PC. So basically, all the modern consoles plus last generation. Uh, cool to see. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle news lately, including at San Diego Comic Con. So it's good to see them still getting plenty of love. Um, f- kind of a fun fact uh, sh- was Shredder's Revenge. Is that the yes. new one? Yeah. So Shredder's Revenge just uh, announced that they crossed a million dollars worth of sales in six days or seven days, really short time period yeah. for an indie level game. Nice. Like that's phenomenal. Yeah, that, oh, that is yeah. phenomenally and successful. It's a fun game. Yeah, and I mean, it, yeah, it's basically just the new version of Turtles in Time, and I am completely okay with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, very and it, cool. And also leaning harder into the '80s. Yes, slash which 90s is cartoon. fantastic. Which that is was... great for us, because then we can play it before the show. Yeah! And after the show, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, next up, this is probably the most unnecessary news of the show. Uh, Disney's National Treasure, the TV series, is coming to Disney+. Plus. So, I didn't even know this was a thing until I went to watch uh, the last episode of Cap- er, Miss Marvel today with my daughter, and I, it popped up on the top of Disney+. Plus. National Treasure TV show, and now I know, but I still don't know why. It, right. It, when you think of National Treasure, who's the first person you think of? Fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> but guess who's not in it? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's it's uh, like making Pirates of the Caribbean without <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Oh, oh wait, like uh, they're doing uh, that too. Oh no, I no. think that got canceled. 
Uh, it, I don't know. It, I don't remember. Well, he got canceled. It got canceled. <laughs> no, then he, they wanted to reboot without him. With a woman. And now it sounds like yeah. if they're doing something, he's coming back. Right. Yes. It's, but he it's wanted, whole, uh, it's what a was whole it, ass mess. $10 million and a million llamas, or alpacas? <laughs> that's that's what that he said. No, that's 100% what he said. <laughs> he's even such a ridiculous <laughs> human being. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was because it was the oh his comeback to the whole we're gonna cancel you because of the Amber Heard thing, and then uh, it was uh, they actually the attorneys quoted him during the trial, <laughs> and they there was a, it became a TikTok where they're they're <laughs> focusing on his face and they're like, do you remember saying that the only way you would go back to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is for Ten or I think it was like ten million or a hundred million dollars, and one million alpacas. And then right when he did that, it was like the classic Johnny Depp, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that little half head tilt, and like, the smile and God, I'm awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, being uh, the most outlandish. Obviously, and pay we the man. Love him yeah, for yeah. it. Absolutely, <laughs> pay the man. He's he's. You're not gonna make money yeah, without him. So right. Absolutely. Not. Pay, pay the man. Pay the man, and maybe you'll break even. I mean, I like Orlando Bloom, but he no. He he's not important. To <laughs> this. No, he's not important to the story. Yeah. He, he's, it's nice when he's there, but yeah. yeah. I I like Orlando Bloom. I think he did a great job in those movies, but he did not carry those movies. Uh, right. The only the only reason those movies were a success was because of Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp Let's and Barbosa. Yep. And Barbosa. Barbosa. Personality is so goddamn huge. Yeah. It it's almost like it draws a crowd. Yep. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> uh next up out of San Diego Comic Con, uh Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur uh got its first look for its cartoon series. I'm so. sorry, what? It's based on a very recent kids comic from Marvel called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Really? Yep. Don't, okay. Don't cool. really know the plot, but it's it's new to us, as I'm sure it's new to everybody. So eh. fantastic. Uh, I I hope it goes well. I hope the kids like it. I hope it's something that Marvel does well. I'm sure we'll <laughs> see the MCU version of it in a year or two. Uh, yeah, give it a minute. Uh, up, <laughs> upcoming Warner Brothers game, Gotham Knights, uh, featured some gameplay which showed off Batgirl. They previously had a trailer that showed off Nightwing. Uh, and then they, uh, they'll probably release two more trailers at game shows upcoming. But if uh, yeah. you're excited for that game, uh, some nice footage there. Uh, they did also confirm that the Joker won't be featured in Gotham Knights. And then again, why would he? Because based on the canon, he's long gone by now. Uh, for what it ties into. Also, that's that's Batman. That that's a, that's Batman's entire draw is that he's eventually going to fight the Joker in the midst of all the other people that he fights. If you don't have Batman, you shouldn't have the Joker. Yeah. The the two of them are a package deal, and it's good to see that they're willing to take. Honestly, a risk in having someone else be the main villain. Yep. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I I love all the Arkham games. I'm sure you do too. Uh, I was a little lukewarm on the third one, but third one being the actual third one, not the Arkham Origins. Uh, right. I was going to say it was Arkham Origins that I was a little lukewarm on. Yeah. Uh, that one was fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> They could, the, the controls didn't, for some reason, the controls weren't as tight in that game as the other Arkham games. When you would think they were just copying, pasting the uh, control mechanisms. Right. Uh, I it, don't know. Just, it, it just felt, felt weird. Like, 
it weirdly played as though it wasn't really connected. Yeah, it felt a lot more tanky. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know how to describe it other than that. Uh, next up, Will Shatner uh, will be appearing in the Masters of the Universe Revolution series. Uh, can, can we just talk about this presumed cast right here? William Shatner presumably joining Mark Hamill, Chris Wood, Lena Headley. Yeah, this is this Headley. is an animated series. Just so you know, I I well I realize that, but still those those voices alone, those stars in this fucking he-man show okay here's the other thing i'm pretty sure william shatner's like 80 years old dude he just went to space yeah he just just (laughs) rode a cock to space he's he's good he's good man he's good he called up bezos he said let me ride that big old dick (laughs) and he shot to the moon Oh shit! Yeah. Oh shit! I'm knocking off the Justice League. Hold on. Hold on. I ran into the, I ran into the Justice League. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, you know, show the man and some I'm, respect. That's I'm all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure 80 is being conservative on his age. Oh yeah. my god! Assessment. Let's find out. Let's let's be factual here. What's triple source? Bill Shatz. Are we are Biggie, we saying Big Bill Billy Shatz? Yeah. Fucking TJ. 91. 91. He's 91. <laughs> A 91-year-old man can say he rode Jeff I... Bezos' cock rocket all the <laughs> as high as it could go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Betty White had nothing on Shatner, man. Like, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> she was barely able to walk. He's out doing these Comic-Cons every yeah. year, and he's like, oh, he tours the whole like country William Shatner is amazing I love William Shatner Uh, it's amazing that nothing like nothing has happened to him yeah that's insane Uh, I knew he was older I had no idea he was that much older yeah god speed this man let's compare stats here okay because this this just doesn't add up like god speed and god protect all right next generation Shatner yes oh Danny Crane Let's see what Patrick Stewart's age is compared. 82. And he looks like he's twice he, as old. He, he does. <laughs> he looks like he's like 50 years older than Will Shatner. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Patrick Stewart, I love you, but you know you look old. Like, come on, like, man. He, he knows he looks old. Meanwhile, William Shatner looks like he's like maybe in his late sixties. That's incredible. Yeah, like fucking that hell. man made a deal with the devil. That's, <laughs> yes, that's the did. only way. Uh, I I think as soon as fucking what's his name from the Rolling Stones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you already Mick, know which one I'm talking about. Mick Jagger. Yeah, no, not Mick Jagger. No, fucking Keith, fucking Richards. Keith Richards. Keith Richards. Yeah. As soon as that he, man is not alive. <laughs> he, he is not. That man has. He's been dead for forty years. He's just a carcass that they puppet around. <laughs> They're weekend Have you heard at Bernie's. His guitar man. playing. Like, come on. <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. Good God. <laughs> I mean, I completely believe it. Yeah. <laughs> but. Whatever fucking deal Keith Richards made, I'm pretty sure Patrick, not Patrick Stewart, fucking William, William Shatner. Shatner was at the same table saying, um, uh, it, yeah, can I get the one where I still get to look like I'm 60 <laughs> by the time I'm this old? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. I can't, it's I can't incredible. It. It's, it's inspiring that this man keeps fucking working. Yes. There's, there's hope for all of us. To uh, make it to at least 90. I mean, this is a man that did not eat well and smokes a lot, or at least used to. Like, holy shit, man. He's got good genes. This, this is an against all odds. 
next up on the uh, San Diego Comic Con news, uh, Amazon's Wheel of Time has been renewed for a third season. This is based on the fantasy novels uh, by Robert Jordan. Um, they said the season three would follow the book four, The Shadow Rising. Uh, and so, I, you know, honestly, I don't know much about this book series, but if it's being renewed for a third season, it must be uh, at least somewhat relevant to the greater public. Do you I guys know anything about this series? I know my, my brother, who's a big bibliophile, um, read the books, and he, he strongly recommended them. Okay, great. Um, I have to dig into it. Yeah, he said that they were extremely good, well written, and uh, all of that. But that's as far as it. I have dyslexia, so I don't read very often. Um, mm. So I don't really know much of it, and I don't drive that often anymore either. So I don't have as much time to listen to audiobooks either, which was my main source of like listening to listening books. to books. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have any connection to the wheel of time i keep hearing things one of the things that i thought i heard was that the wheel of time was getting canceled but apparently apparently not no Uh, they must be doing something right i mean i'm always down for another good fantasy series or some kind of sci-fi whatever this is it looks like it's some kind of mixture of both but uh yeah like the last big series i really dived into was the witcher book series and i read that all the way through uh it, it was hard for me because they hadn't released English translations yet of the last few books, even though they'd been released in Poland a long, long time ago. Yep. Uh, so I had to like read fan translations, which were not oh, consistent. Jesus, no. <laughs> were not consistent with the uh, actual, you know, translated forms of the book. You know, professionally translated forms of the book. So it was a little bit of a learning curve, and I actually had to go back and reread some of them after they released in the United States. Uh, after they translated them to uh, English, uh, and realized, oh, there are some things that I thought had happened that really didn't happen, <laughs> 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 or didn't happen the way I had interpreted them from the fan translation. So it was an interesting experience. And then after I did that, because of my OCD, I had to do it before I played the games. Then I played the games. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I I mean, I did that with uh, fucking game of thrones i would always read the book before watching the season or listen to the audiobook i should say before watching the season so you never finished the series yeah exactly (laughs) i was gonna say up until they ran out of books uh then i was like well i guess i'm fucked now ran out of of course that would get spoiled for you immediately Uh, yeah Yeah. i've never seen a spoiler culture that was worse than the game (laughs) of thrones spoiler culture because that shit hit Instantly, like <laughs> I don't five know. minutes after something would happen in an episode, it would be all over Twitter yeah. and Facebook. Like, I didn't, I, d- I really didn't watch this, the show at all after the first season, but like, I knew exactly what was happening yeah. every episode of the series, and it was like, it was <laughs> I was weird. glad that I didn't care yeah. because I, if I did care, I would be furious. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the series, um, most of it. Um, <laughs> I am the I am that guy. I am the fucking hipster douchebag when it comes to the Game of Thrones season or series because of the fact that there was so much left out from the books. Which yes, I understand that you cannot put everything in the books. But well, if when they you could have, they might have bought themselves enough time to get I, more books. <laughs> hey, let's be. If we're going to go down that road, let's be honest. They could make fifty-seven more seasons, and they still wouldn't catch up with the books. That's fair. They're dog. never going to come fair. out. Uh, right, because the 
Those books are fucking dense. Yeah. Moving on, uh, next up, uh, we received some new Beavis and Butthead clips for the upcoming <laughs> show, which is <laughs> fucking awesome. I don't know if you guys saw any of the footage. It's so good. It's so good. It's so f- the best. I have not yet. The best part of classic Beavis and Butthead was the music video oh, segments. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The fucking best. Yes. <laughs> like, that's where they really had their satire and everything going, like, full bore. And uh, I watched some of the clips of the new ones. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so good. And it's so it, relevant. It, it's <laughs> weird going back. It. It's weird going back to, like, original episodes and realizing Beavis was, like, twerking on his couch before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and, like, for fans of the classic series, like, th- there really aren't that many episodes. I think they had, in total, like, three seasons before they canceled by MTV because they lit something on fire. And then some, <laughs> yep. some stupid kid lit something on fire and caused a big arson incident. Oh, my God. And so, oh, we can't have this bad press. You know, yeah. let's get rid of the show, even though it's, like, making us The 90s money. were a different time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for fucking sure. Uh, you can go on YouTube now and watch some kid light his house on fire, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing that just because it does numbers now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, so, really cool to see. Mike Judge also talked about King of the Hill, and creator said that the uh, sitcom has a very good chance of coming back I've been waiting for this announcement. I've never been a Amazing. huge. I've never. <laughs> Amazing. Been, I've never been a huge King of the Hill fan. It's it's decent, you know. But I've been expecting this for years. I highly recommend you go back and rewatch it. Yeah. With a modern context like we, it's amazing how correct they were oh yeah. sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. After, no, I I'll give it props where it's due, and it's one of those shows where you know. I'd watch it if it came on. Like I have no th- nothing against King of the Hill. I yeah. enjoyed it as a show. It's just I've never been the t- like I've never been a huge King of the Hill fan. It's well, I was kind of in the same ballpark as you are with that opinion when I, it was on and running because you know King of the Hill was basically like what came on after Simpsons. You, yeah, you'd watch right. for Simpsons and then you'd stick around for King of the Hill if you had nothing better to do. Right. That's generally what happened, and that's how I felt about King of the Hill. Having watched it recently, I was astounded how good it is through a modern lens. It okay. is fucking hysterical. <laughs> it is so good. It, and there's it's weird how well it holds up all these years yeah, later. It if, holds up way better than most shows do. Like, it's so good. It, it, oh in fact, God. The time has made it better yeah. <laughs> because of like the things you see in current society. It, Which, it's it, so good. M- being better as time goes on is something that never happens. And just think about the meme culture alone. Like oh, King oh, of the yeah. Hill is responsible for so many good memes. <laughs> <laughs> just just by itself. Oh. It's like there's SpongeBob, there's King of the Hill, and then there's kinda Simpsons, kinda Futurama. Yeah. Like as I far think as probably more Futurama kings. than Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, I so still good. I still cannot to this day get out of my head the phrase That's my purse. I don't oh, yeah. know you. <laughs> I don't know you. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, it's uh, the whole subplot where Bill is like the, probably the real father of Bobby. Oh god. <laughs> he's got like the picture of <laughs> of the wife uh, on the mannequin. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and then he keeps it in his closet. 
and she the mannequin she, yeah she hates him but it's probably because she slept with him one night oh. <laughs> and created bobby <laughs> i couldn't do it because of my narrow urethra the, the whole like <laughs> subplot with john redcorn <laughs> oh. definitely being the father of dale's kid <laughs> it's just yeah it's so perfect it's so good uh oh. Next up, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There they are again. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, comic book series is getting a sequel coming up in December from uh, Boom and IDW doing a, <laughs> a collaborative effort there. That series is so good and enjoyable. Like, it obviously, you're not going in for, like, some super deep, you know, <laughs> philosophical comics. You're going in for just a good time. And that, that first run of that collaborative series is really, really good. And the art is excellent. So, uh, highly recommend it. I'm really glad that it's coming back. Yeah. As long as they don't try it ever again in live action. <laughs> yes, please don't. Please don't do that. We do don't this. Do, do more I mean, of this. When we were kids, it was kind of amazing uh, I, that it happened yes. at all. But it, going back, it's Going very back, cringe. is like, oh, no. Yeah. Wait, that Why was did, actually a thing? That was they actually, actually, actually did a real life. It, yeah, it was yeah, an episode it, of Power Rangers, basically. It, it was weird yeah. because... How did I miss this? a promotional for the movie. Uh, okay, you, know, you the missed... Old yeah. Movies. It, yeah. No, you missed it because by the time they got to it, we were at Power Rangers in space. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you I watched it. like the first season because it was cool when it first came out, and then that was about it. Yeah, it was like, it's the reason everyone likes a Green Ranger. Green Ranger was amazing. But uh, yeah, great to see. Looking forward to that. Definitely will be purchasing that comic once it comes out. Uh, next up, potentially some good news from doing cocaine comics. <gasps> DC has seemingly uh, confirmed that there will be no more plans to make more Snyderverse movies. My th my want came true. That was literally, if you rewind the last week, that's exactly what I said. I said I want the thing I want to see is absolutely nothing from Warner Brothers. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost cried when I read this. I'm oh, sure. I've been waiting for this for well over a decade. And I am so happy. Like that they're finally moving on. It, it's almost like they realized the second that um, <clears throat> Ezra Miller showed who he really was. Uh, yeah, there's no way that... Fucking he, douche canoe. It, I honestly don't think it would have happened without him fucking up so yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm you know, the Amber Heard stuff is problematic uh, right but they could probably overcome that Th they could overcome that as a miller quick kind recast. of tanks their entire plan for this new expanded <laughs> snyderverse <laughs> and like... i am so happy that they're finally moving on now take that with a grain of salt because if they push this joker 2 musical movie i'm gonna strangle somebody <laughs> yeah if that's, don't, what, if hey, that's what they replace it fucking, with, I'm going to be very upset. Any This goes to any fucking people who are making movies out there. We don't need musicals, including you, Marvel. <laughs> we do not need musicals. Uh, I don't need to see discount garbage singing in a Miss Marvel movie. Captain Marvel movie. Any Marvel movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to counter that a little bit and say... Do it. I heard you wouldn't. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. I fucking dare you to make Joker 2 a musical. Don't, please. No. <laughs> please don't. Please. 
Don't Wait, what? I haven't this. seen this one yet. It's happening. Don't do this. I didn't see this one yet. So, uh, there's also been some more Lord of the Rings uh, footage for the upcoming series Rings of Power, which is focused on the second age of the Lord of the Rings canon. Uh, it features some creations, uh, including the, creation. the creation of uh, various Balrogs. Where there was many in uh, Morgoth's army. So, we should see a little bit more lore, some more exciting stuff. Obviously, some more footage of uh, dwarves from the early canon, which is great. Because, obviously, by the time of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, uh, the dwarves were in you know stark decline. I will say this. It will be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. I am really curious just to see uh, what the dwarves look like since they're adding a lot more... I'm going to say diversity to all of the races, but the the dwarves in particular, right, that's the, that's the other thing that's going to be really interesting to watch. How many different places are they going to depict? Because yeah, I think so far we've seen, we've seen the shining tree. Well, yeah, I know for yeah. sure they're going to talk about the clan slang for the deep dive in Lord of the Rings lore, uh, which is fundamental to the Silmarillions and the, mm. how they kind of ended up corrupting people and causing these yeah. clans of you know high elves to murder each other essentially and turn on each other uh so uh there's a lot of deep dive material there if you really want to get crazy with it like you can literally spend hours uh, it, it, yes just just discussing it, what they could potentially be depicting throughout these trailers so i mean this show in and of itself is it's just a deep dive yeah so, really cool to see. It looks like it's going to have a ton of production value, which you would expect with the money they're dropping on this stuff. I think Amazon's obviously banking Amazon, big on this. The things that Amazon has been throwing money into over the past year or so, it's they like are sending Bill Shatner to uh, the moon. Yeah, le- yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, no giant I'm talking rocket. about their streaming service yeah. and the fact the the money that they're throwing into these IPs and these. I mean. We're talking the boys. We're talking Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're talking uh, Legends of Vox Machina because, of course, um, and everything else that they're like. Prior to really the boys, was there any reason to watch Amazon Prime Video? Invincible. Invent. Well, pri- was that the, before the I boys? It's about the same time. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I would say the boys, at least its first season, preceded uh, the in- Invincible by like at least a year. I thought. I don't know. I don't. I don't, could be. Yeah. You're pretty close because th- Boys is on season three. Invincible's what second season? Uh, I yeah. I still haven't heard anything about the second season of Invincible. Uh, yeah. two years. Uh, the Boys' first season came out in 2019. Invincible came out in 2021. Oh, okay. Oh. That came out a lot later than I thought. So, yeah, but okay. I mean, clearly the Boys was the front runner. But prior to that, I can't think of a single reason. Or I can't think of a single original show that Amazon Prime had. Yeah, they had... I'm sure they did, but... They had some that were, like, based on movies. Like, they had, uh... Oh, why can't I remember? They changed the actor. There's a movie that starred Tom Cruise, but then they changed the actor for the actual show. Mission Impossible. No. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Uh, Reacher. Reacher. Oh, uh, yeah, Jack Reacher. Yeah. So that was, yes. that was a show they pushed for a while. Yeah, a really than, good one. Uh, if you, that, I can't think of any. If you have a chance to watch Reacher, you should. It's. Yeah. It sounds like 
just based on what I remember, it seemed like the show was much more loyal to the the source material than the the movie was. It it was kind of like Constantine has, hashtag sorry Constantine. Yeah, uh, uh, Reacher actually came. It's uh, is that the TV series actually came out this year, twenty twenty two? What? Yeah, yeah. It's, holy shit! It's very recent. So also, yeah, again, the last couple of the years, the COVID years are just completely yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm totally so lost. I honestly can't think of a single like IP or a single show or anything that Amazon Prime had prior to The Boys that was even worth watching. Right. You can definitely tell that as soon as The Boys happened and did fucking well. Yeah. Grand uh, Tour. That's yeah. what I was trying to Grand think Tour, of. yes. Grand ah. Tour is great. Grand Tour. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. know what year they started doing those, but that, that show is that, definitely a yes. moneymaker. Grand Tour yeah. and then the uh, spinoff of that, which has the same three people in it, um, that I can't think of the name of the fucking show now. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. He has everybody. <laughs> he has, yeah, he has a, f- a show now uh, where he uh, owns a farm. It's called Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, hmm. I've seen that. I've I seen like it. the first episode of it, and he buys a fucking giant Lamborghini tractor. <laughs> this massive fucking like. Oh mil- my god! It, it had to be like a million dollar tractor, he has a oh. and it's made by it, Lamborghini. The the mad lad did it. Uh, All those guys have a ton of money, but he in particular has yeah. so much fucking money in the bank. <laughs> top he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, Top, top Gear, Gear was the top other Gear show. That the was original. Show. Top, yeah, Top Gear was yeah. the original. Then Grand Tour. Then Clarkson's Farm, which is yeah. absolutely but ridiculous. Grand Tour is especially important because it's proprietary to amazon yes created by amazon yeah 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 that was probably one of their first original like yeah because that came out in 2016 yeah Yeah. so that i i do remember that being a big push there beyond that yeah you're right i i can't really think of anything significant beyond that especially in the last few years though they've really been upping their game and actually going to like trying to make themselves a staple in the streaming community oh yeah, yeah. and there Absolutely. it is female dwarves will have beards hey there it is so. <laughs> uh next up from san diego comic-con we have i am groot uh coming out uh, and received its first trailer it's basically a short animated <laughs> oh digital animated so it's not it's not like hand-drawn uh trailer of baby groot it's basically going to be a short uh, series about Baby Groot because you know why not cash in on that? Absolutely. I mean Disney Plus, especially with my kids, I'm well aware of this. They love their fucking like Baby Yoda, know, Baby Groot, and their like two minute shorts. Oh, yep. Really? They have. There are tons of two minute, three minute, five minute shorts. Well, that's good with, to hear. Like yeah. Frozen characters, all the print, all the other princesses. Uh, Star Wars, they have these Star Wars Lego shorts on there that, you know, and Baby Yoda shorts and everything. They love their shorts on Disney Plus. Yeah, that, that's good to hear because, uh, you know, not that this is a big thing of importance to me, but uh, I really do have a lot of fond memories of those kind of pre movie mm-hmm. animated shorts from mostly Disney and Pixar. Oh, yeah. Where they'd have, like, the lamp, you know, crushing yeah. the ball and. Uh, the old man playing chess and trying to cheat at chess and just you know those those kind of like fun short fun animated snippets. clips that definitely yeah. helped propel some people into the industry and become names household names and uh i i really thought that those had pretty much died out once the digital streaming kind of took over oh, in yeah. recent you, history but it sounds like that's not the yeah, case they, and my kids eat them <laughs> up my, especially my youngest my six-year-old she will sit there and just scroll through all the shorts on Disney. That's like, awesome. For hours. 
Yeah, that's that's encouraging to hear because I re- I really thought that that might be a, a a dying medium just because they no longer have that moment right. prior to the movie start. Uh, next up, Marvel's What If uh, has been confirmed for a season two, uh, and it will be coming early 2023. And then they have also confirmed a season three will come after that. So, uh, if you enjoy the What If series, it's basically a bunch of What If animated tales out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, look forward to that. I don't know if have you guys watched any. Of I haven't finished the season. I've I watched. Uh, I think I have like two left to watch but i just i can't really get into them that well you know it's it's interesting but it's not something that holds my attention yeah Yeah, it's uh if i'm being completely honest the the what if series uh doesn't really do it for me if for no other reason than like the it's in the premise it's like let's entertain this idea for just this exactly. one episode it's yes it's twilight zone it's it's just tw- like marvel's yeah. twilight zone i and think it, it sounds like the general consensus is consistent with what the public general consensus seems to be with the what if series it's uh not it's not hated or despised by any means but certainly not right. beloved like yeah. right. a lot of this stuff like i is. said it just does not hold my attention yeah, yeah. I I watched a few episodes and I I found it kind of cringeworthy because they take things a little too far. Sure. And, and just making shit up that I'm like, would that really happen? That doesn't like even even if in this scenario if it played out this way, these characters would not behave this way Captain at the end Carter of the story. Fighting a tentacle monster in yeah, space. Yeah, like they have this shit. one where like Loki and Thor are like suddenly best friends at the end of it, and they're like it just. It's like yes, that's, that's never yeah. been their I, character. I'm pretty sure I lost interest in the the one where they made Thanos a good guy. <laughs> oh yeah, you mean the Thanos one where was part of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, yeah and Star Lord was T'Challa instead yeah. of uh, instead of Peter Quill. Yeah. Instead of Peter Quill, yeah, yeah. And that's when I they kind of lost me at that point. I yeah. was like, this is just they just fucking went stupid. Stretched it just a little too far. Yeah. Now. Uh, this will be a later note that I saw in the news uh, out of San Diego Comic Con, but it sounds like they're also going to tie in like the Marvel Zombies stuff, which is right. just a fun idea to play around with. And then you can take right. that really far if you wanted to, but if they keep it to just like one episode, that's not really doing it justice. Yeah, it, it's really not. Also, the the comic books that those are based on, uh. Not everyone remembers, but the the character Ash from the Evil Dead features in at least quite a few of those. He's canon now, right? I, 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 <laughs> asked, I mean, he has to be. I mean, he he might be canon some kind of way. I mean, uh, like at this point, you'd have to do like the animated version of Ash to like really bring him in. And fucking, we you, already have Sam Raimi doing Marvel movies. You Let's cannot just do that. You cannot convince me. That Bruce Campbell was not Ash in that scene. I'm sorry. You, <laughs> it is it is canon now it, that Ash was selling pizza balls, and that was a robotic hand. Future reality. Yeah, absolutely. The, the only thing that would have made that even more canon is if after his hand was possessed, he said, "Not again." Yes. 
Uh, next up, uh, we received confirmation that there is a Spider-Man animated series coming. It is called Spider-Man Freshman Year, and it will arrive on Disney Plus in 2024, which is surprising how far out that is, but uh, good to see that yeah. it is coming. Uh, it will feature Charlie Cox's Daredevil, uh, obviously, in an animated form. Which makes me happy. Any any news of Charlie Cox's Daredevil makes me happy. Like I know we're going to get to see Charlie Cox's real life daredevil in some upcoming uh disney plus shows and hopefully potentially uh in the actual movies at some point but i will take all of the charlie cox i will, I will take all the cocks i can get <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the dripping yep <laughs> son of a bitch uh the only thing i want is for like if you if you're bringing in daredevil can you please find a way to make him look more like, you know, the actual daredevil costume and not the, I'm just going to follow the, like, fox men route and have an all-black costume with, like, a red line? G- guys. Did you did you see the picture that they portrayed uh, there with uh, that? The picture? Oh, wait. Yeah, the, I sent, yeah, th- like that. That's what you don't want, right? That, that that's exactly what I don't want. For the YouTube watchers, I'll put it on the screen. So yeah, you can see it. yeah, guys, we already spent time with him in the black costume, like three separate times now. Granted, just th- commit to the bit and give him the costume. Granted, this uh, this image comes from the Escapist. It is not from the actual release premiere, so it is very possible that they just stole a screen grab of an X-Men comic. Uh, so yep. um, you can actually see the inking on there. That is definitely a picture of a comic page. So more than likely, hopefully that's not what they have. It was just kind of ironic that that's specifically what you said. It, uh, no. Yeah. Could be some pre-production drawing as well, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of animated series coming, uh, X Men '97 is set to premiere on Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. So good to see that uh, followed up with uh, actual release dates. Um, I'm excited for it, tentatively, just because obviously that's very iconic yes. as far as our childhoods go, and really set the standard for X Men for a long time until you know hickman got his hands on it i'm worried (laughs) i'm so worried but i can see so many ways they could fuck this up and quite frankly i don't think the marvel animated series have been particularly good in general i don't know if you guys agree with that or if you've watched enough to agree with that but ever since really the 90s series i don't think there's been anything that's been i was gonna say i'm pretty sure the last last marvel animated series i watched was the x-men in the 90s i mean when you think of like for example warner brothers they do terrible with hollywood but they make outstanding like animated series based on comic books and animated movies marvel has not had that reputation they've been the exact opposite where their animated stuff has been Eh. eh, at, at its best and then their movies have obviously been stellar at their best so it's it's a weird dichotomy we have going on between these two brands right so i am excited but i'm i'm okay Uh, my excitement begins with the phrase it picks up right where the animated series left off yes the only thing i hope for is that they never ever 
touch the Hickman and the Krakoa, like, mutant island. To be fair, it would be hard to go that route if they want to make it even remotely (laughs) (laughs) kid-friendly. That's true, but there's not a single thing on there that says it's going to be kid-friendly either. That's fair. That's that's also entirely fair. I just hope we get some good memes out of it. Yeah. Uh, That's that's really what I want. I mean, there's, there's, of course, there's going to be I'm glad that they're picking up right where the... uh, original seri- uh, animated series left off because it was kind of a cliffhanger there there they, was nothing wrapped up and that yeah. was that's bothered me for 30 or 25 <laughs> years or however long it's been it's like the last thing i remember is they sent professor x's consciousness into space yeah and we just left it <laughs> because why not so uh, are you leaving the x-men to be run by magneto before uh what emory has a heart attack over here Mm -hmm. let's move on fucking i just might he can't talk about x-men that long (laughs) it hurts his blood pressure with test no we're we're gonna go to something else that we absolutely don't need uh tales of the walking dead gets its first full trailer at san diego comic-con and that's not the only spin-off series we received news about no So we had we already had Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. Now we have Tales of the Walking Dead, and then we're gonna have a Walking Dead romance series. Yeah. I I like the Walking Dead as much as anybody, but who's still watching this? Like, who's still paying attention to the Walking I, Dead right now? I like, stopped I, watching. Somebody has to be watching, right? I stopped watching the Walking Dead when they brought in King Ezekiel and a couple episodes through Negan and all of that. Yeah, oh so my. I we're probably gonna have to cut all of that. But <laughs> um, I stopped watching The Walking Dead w- after about a couple episodes after Glenn's death, when they brought in King Ezekiel and his tiger and all that shit. And yeah. then, which uh, is all comics based, which is which is fine. Yeah, but I, and it wasn't even necessarily it, it was goofy even in the comics. It, just and so you know, it wasn't yeah. necessarily yeah. that it was done wrong or anything. It's just what was that like the sixth season at that point? Stephening like that. probably more than that. It, it was suffering and from supernatural's disease. Yeah, and at that point I was <laughs> just ended. I was just, <laughs> just ended. Kind of over it, and I'm pretty sure I've only uh, I only watched the first episode of Fear of the Walking Dead because it was boring, and I didn't <laughs> care. I cared so little about any of those characters. It had nothing that was grabbing. It, like, at this point, AMC is just the Walking Dead channel. How can you make a show about zombies boring? <sighs> Life found a way. Life always, always finds, finds a way. way. Yeah. I mean, it, that show's been going. I mean, that show came out when things were still in standard definition sometimes. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, This was before God. HD was standardized. So. That's how fucking long they've that's been on. That's how old it is. <laughs> so that's, what, like and 2008 when that standard got... Oh, created. I, they're, they're on, like, what, season 10 for the regular one? Something like that. Yeah, Hold they're, on, they're very, I don't know what season they're in, but they're deep. Uh, they're they're well past the point where they should have ended it. But uh, The Walking Dead actually started in 2010. Okay, so, so pretty they, close. Yeah, they two years are off. in bullshit. Uh, yeah, we're 12 years along, and yeah. they're still going. They're, they're still going. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems older than I think it is. Right. Because, like, I remember that starting up around the time when Scott Pilgrim vs. the World came out. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, because st- I, I, I thought I remembered my, actually, yeah, I watched the first couple episodes with my wife, 
who does not do gore well. And she's like, yeah, no, we're not. I can't watch this. So then I ended up having to watch <laughs> the rest of it by myself without my wife. Um, and yeah, they are halfway through the 11th season right now. Good Which God. is the final season. Yep. <laughs> which we'll talk about soon. Yep. Uh, and then, as promised, uh, The Walking Dead has gotten some more trailers and the premiere date for the final episodes of the main series. They will arrive in October, which is consistent with when, where they began, because it basically began as like a somewhat short series for Halloween that took off. Yeah, it was... Uh, well, the first season was, what, six episodes? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. long at all. Yeah. And it basically covered the introduction of the comic book series. And then the second season went completely off the rails, did their own thing. Yeah. Third season went completely off the rails, did their own thing. And then fourth season, I think, was where they really pushed the prison narrative. Oh, And then they yeah. kind of went back to the comics a little bit. Yeah. And then when Negan came along, they went full bore comics, which is how you end up with the Glenn scene that's iconic because it was an iconic comic book. Iconic. Yeah. It was iconic. Iconic. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, for the people still watching, I don't know how many of their how many of you how there many are. of you are there are actually watching this series still. Ed again uh, <laughs> has announced another <laughs> spinoff <laughs> season series starring Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes and uh, Denai Guerreras. Is that her? how you pronounce her name? Denai Guerrera. Oh, I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> as Michonne, obviously, uh, will be coming in 2023. But doesn't make why? a lot of sense to me unless it's like a prequel I, series. The fact that well, it wouldn't be a. I don't see how it could like be a, a pre-ending. Prequel? Yeah, <laughs> it would have to be like a mid-run thing. And how much money did they give Rick or Andrew Lincoln to come back for this? That's what yeah. I want to know. Considering he was like. No, I'm good. I'm walking away. And then, what, two, three years later, they're like, oh, wait, we, we're going to bring you back for a different show in the same fucking show. Yeah, it's and just stupid amount. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, I didn't get this far on the TV series, but I assume they followed the comic book storyline. There's a point where you can't really make any more Rick Grimes spinoff series. So I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, are they retconning something? Is there something untold here? I don't know. I'm not going to spoil too much, but it should be pretty obvious. Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, we got some Street Fighter Six news from Capcom, which is cool. Uh, they revealed some new costumes and designs for the upcoming video game. Uh, this time it won't be proprietary to PlayStation, so I'm sure a lot more people will play it this time around. Um, the graphics in those pictures still look like it came out of the fucking early 2000s, though. Yeah, they, I mean... That is pixelated. They certainly have a specific style, but uh, they yeah. stick with it. Bad is not a style. Um, <laughs> I, I don't Damn. know if you guys are really in the fighting community, but like Street Fighter is always king. It's like, yeah. Nothing trumps Street Fighter in the fighting community. I'm not a fan of Street Fighter. I'm full context. I think you are, right? Um, I mean, I've played off and on, but ever since the... Street Fighter Cross Tekken debacle, right. where all of the DLC was already on the disc, but they made you pay to unlock yeah. the shit that's already on the disc. Yeah, I was like, good fucking god. I no. was never a Street Fighter fan. I was back in the day. I was a Mortal Kombat fanboy. So yeah, mm. no, me too. Yeah. I was yeah. Mortal Kombat all the way up until Mortal Kombat three point twelve or whatever it was, <laughs> and then. 
whichever one it was Sub-Zero's where they started revenge. Yeah, where they started doing 3D fighting. Oh, with like I, number four and yeah, the, I don't yeah. know. I, that's when I stopped caring about fighting games. Yeah, I played up till four, and then I took a big break because they were all terrible. And then, <laughs> I even played uh, really when they kind of rebooted the whole Mortal the, Kombat franchise. With, oh, uh, what Mortal Kombat eight, nine, nine. Yeah, yeah. I even uh, played. That's where the, I really played. Uh, I I did play the DC versus Mortal Kombat game, which is terrible, by the way. <laughs> Do you remember the Sub Zero Adventure style? Yeah, game? that's what I was talking about. Yeah, the, yeah. Was, I think it's Sub Zero's Revenge. It's, it's a it's no, it's, it's no, it's like mythology. Mythologies, yes. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat mythology Sub Zero. Yeah. And then they didn't do any more mythologies games. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we're going to do one for... Like, I remember the hype for that, too. It was like, we're going to do one for every single character. And you're going to learn all of the backstory and everything. And then they released that game. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Because they tried it it one more time with Sony and Jax. Did they? Why do I not know about this? It's because it failed so goddamn hard. Apparently <laughs> so, because I have never heard of this before. Yeah, uh, I, yeah honestly, I think it was called uh, Mortal Kombat Special Forces. Oh, yes! Uh, yeah. Special Forces. God, and, that was terrible. And then, oh my god, they actually tried it again with... Uh, it was Mortal Kombat uh, Shaolin? Where they, yeah, they that did was like a walkthrough world. The Shaolin yeah, monks they, or they tried whatever. To make yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. With RPG Luke Hanging with Kung it. Lao. That yeah. yeah. Like, the, I liked Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. I thought it was fun for an uh, N64 game, I think, is what I played it on. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I want to say it was N64. N64 and PlayStation, yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it at the time. It, was it the most intuitive game at the no, but it was. <laughs> was it? A l- was it a little buggy? Yeah, but <laughs> it was fun. And it was a stupid amount of buggy. It was yeah. fun, like going to the dentist is fun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that I, I honestly don't know how Another Realm Studios made it through that whole era. Because they were, uh, there's no way they were making. They money. were selling cocaine out of the bag. <laughs> they had to. They were selling it to WB. Uh, right. They made a a deal with the devil. Exactly. Uh, That's how they got the rights for injustice and yeah, with doing cocaine DC versus Mortal Kombat. And now we always have alternating Mortal Kombat's and uh, Injustice games. Oh, the Injustice games are so good, by the way. The Injustice games are good. They're I so yeah. good. I will. It. Admit that. <laughs> that I, it pains for you. me. It pains me to do it, but I will admit that the Injustice games are fun and they are decent. But yeah, other than that, like I'm really into the like anime style uh, games, just because the the animation is so fun to play with. Uh, like Dragon Ball Fighters is probably the most recent example but there's like the blaze blue games obviously guilty gear games oh yeah guilty gear. I forgot the, about those, those games are so fun and they're so good they're you know they're you can pick them up and play them pretty quickly which is the biggest and most important part for any kind of series where street fighters you can kind of get away with picking it up and mashing buttons but you're really gonna struggle i'll, I'll be honest like after the mortal kombat 3d whatever the fuck version that was my fighting game style kind of switched and i went from like fighters to like 
WWE SmackDown, <laughs> like that style game. Like I played the shit out of the SmackDown games when those came out. That filled that gap for me. See, I remember playing like the WWF back in the yes. day and like uh, WCW the, back when that was. Oh the yeah, the yeah. WCW versus NWA yeah. on N64. <laughs> that game was fucking incredible. Uh, NWO because NWO, uh, yeah, not because, NWA. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a <laughs> very different Ice group. Cube. <laughs> 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 fucking Ice Cube, Ice and Cube versus Snoop Dogg. Uh, fucking oh no, Sting. That, oh god. <laughs> NW, <clears throat> WCW versus NWO. Yep. Uh, yeah, I fucking remember that shit. Uh, <laughs> flying off the top rope oh, with yeah. all the luchadors that were in that fucking game. Oh, that game oh, was so god. much fun. It was. Uh, next up. Avatar Studios has announced that its first movie will be coming, and it will focus on Aang. So is yeah. this going to be live action, or is it actually is it going to be an anime? unclear? Because <laughs> it's, it's if they do unclear, another but live they, action, they've already announced like three extra movies, and so. it's also still going to be uh, directed by M Night Shyamalan. Oh, uh, Shyamalan, ding dong. M. Night Shyamalan will not be involved in this Avatar movie whatsoever. Thank, and thank God. We did confirm it is an animated movie. That oh, okay, that's it, also it, like, it looks like these movies are going to be based on the in-between time between Bad Avatar, movie. the last Airbender series, and the, the follow-up series. Yeah. Legend of Korra. Yeah, the yeah. in-between time. Where they're weirdly futuristic and have airships and shit. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Anything else out of this so far, oh, uh, Keanu Reeves' Berserker series has been confirmed Berserker. for an anime adaptation for two seasons on Netflix, which is weird because that comic series is not very old. <laughs> 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 they haven't made that many issues of the comic yet, so uh, I don't know what material they're drawing from for this. Uh, it's cool, uh, but I honestly don't know how they're going to create the series with no material. I was going. I don't know. The same way they did the last two seasons of uh, fucking Game of Thrones, and obviously oh. that worked out real well. <laughs> oh no! See, I want to be excited for this show, but Keanu Reeves burned me with what? With Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Okay. That. So yeah, the Berserker series is a twelve-issue limited series uh, that began publishing on March third, twenty twenty-one. Uh, don't know if it's actually finished yet. I mean, you here. could easily it's make due to finish in September. So you could easily make uh, two seasons out of twelve issues of a comic <laughs> book. <laughs> Seems like a questionable decision, but uh, hopefully, it's good. So. Cross your fucking fingers. I, I honestly think Keanu Reeves is starting to approach that point where he's over-proliferated the internet and pop culture, and he might yeah. be overextending himself a little bit. Not not by his own intent, necessarily, but just culture in general is pulling too much <laughs> out of him. It's like it, it, the internet latched onto Keanu Reeves because the man's wholesome. Yep. But God damn it, if we aren't doing way too much with him right now yeah he's a he's a little bit uh, overplayed right now yeah uh next up out of comic-con we got uh batman and spawn returning to uh a crossover series because uh, what batman needs is a dark 
broody, edgy character. Exactly. That's what we all said. Uh, so DC and Image Comics will be doing a collaborative effort to bring back the kind of classic 90s crossover uh, between the two. Uh, this was revealed by Jim Lee on his uh, podcast slash Comic-Con panel, uh, Jim Lee and Friends. So so, so you, you mean to tell me that Batman is going to be facing off with uh, a person brought back from the dead who's prone to firing off guns and alleys willy-nilly well, in uh, order to get at the bad guys. Did you read the original crossover? Uh, I did. Yeah, so it, there it, wasn't really much of a fight. There, 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 there's never of a, much of a fight because... With all these series. One, that you don't... There, there's nothing that exists that can really take down Spawn because motherfucker's already dead right two you already have red hood if you're going to have him fight some edgy fuck who's already dead i don't think they're gonna fight i think it's gonna be a collaborative thing oh my god i kind of hope so because that's usually what happens and it's it's yeah it's announced as a one shot so it's very unlikely that they're (laughs) just gonna fight for no apparent reason right for 48 pages and then that's it. <laughs> I I just I find it real stupid that because uh, doing cocaine comics likes to throw its money around, their their idea is to go back to the well of things that they did back in the nineties. Fantastic. Let's <laughs> just keep doing the same thing over and over again because it worked so well. Because it worked so fucking well last time. Well, they're running out of things to draw from, so you yeah. know. Eventually, eventually they'll create something new. Eventually. Uh, so that wraps up basically all the big news from San Diego Comic-Con so far. But of course, the next two days will probably yield a lot more I don't know, that new was... announcements and trailers. But that was obviously pretty heavy. It was posted three hours ago. I'm sure there's a whole new set of shit to <laughs> yeah. go over now. But probably. Yeah, almost certainly. Uh, but the next news item is definitely huge, especially uh, for anybody familiar with the wrestling industry. Uh, Vince McMahon has announced over Twitter that he will be officially retiring from WWE at age 77 amid a bunch of controversies uh, where it was revealed to the general public that he had paid millions of dollars in hush money to various women uh, for... Uh, Things such as sexual assault, rape, exposure, etc., uh, and basically paid hush money. And it sounds like, though this is unconfirmed, that he used company funds, uh, which is definitely a big no-no for a publicly traded company, uh, to pay this hush money. Um, so obviously mired in a lot of controversy. Uh, most wrestling fans, including myself, thought that he would not be leaving wwe until the day he died because quite frankly the man works constantly he sleeps like four hours a night he takes a bunch of roids and works out for like three (laughs) hours a day i'm not kidding i don't know if you've seen pictures of him but he's fucking huge (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, but uh he uh unfortunately uh like many (laughs) wealthy powerful individuals that are obsessive and crazy keep it in his pants yeah he is brought down by sexual misconduct um, I, I'm surprised I'm, it's happening just now and not like I don't know. Yeah, probably decades. Yeah, decades before. So I'm curious as to the state of the WWE after him because 
love him or hate him, Vince McMahon is the WWE. The WWE yeah. Yeah, well, I think there's been a lot of consistent criticism and largely valid criticism of the creative process at WWE. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with all the stuff that happened with the, obviously, uh, introduction of AEW, their largest competitor and obviously most successful competitor they've ever had. Uh, that's largely driven by wrestlers they pissed off right. at WWE Who moved over there because right. of creative and when you talk about creative at WWE, you're talking Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah. And he's it's he's been notorious throughout the past decade and a half, in particular, of just last-minute switches for no reason, doing extremely uh, uncouth, cringeworthy bits for, and like throwing away great storylines to bring in really ridiculous, terrible storylines that have honestly made the product worse and worse and worse. Um, for example, you know, there's that whole thing where he dressed up in a do-rag and started using the N-word and, oh, like, to, to play a character, obviously, but just obviously did not get received very well. Yeah, you can't uh, do his, that. His constant, like, just uh, racial insensitivity towards the gimmicks he forces certain people to yield. Yeah. Like, he, he, I, can't, I can't remember who he stuck it on, but he... He forced this Nigerian drum war, which is just something he made up for one of his uh, black wrestlers at, I, I think it was WrestleMania. It was a big pay-per-view. It, I, but yeah, yeah, he's he's done some really <laughs> just I mean, like absolutely heinous shit. Yeah, I, that we just kind of like sweep swept, under the rug because the, he creates five hours of wrestling material every week. I in addition stopped to, watching yeah, wrestling in like the early mid two thousands. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know shit about what's going on now, but it sounds like this might be for the best. Then yeah, probably. Yeah, Although yeah, I, I'm curious who's going to take over because let's be honest. It, Stephanie and Shane are the two. Yeah, Shane's not involved. What? Yeah. So here's kind of the backstory yeah. for those unfamiliar who haven't been following WWE in recent years. Uh, basically, uh, Shane McMahon kind of alienated himself and more or less voluntarily left the company. Um, it, I'm sure Probably some of this ties of into shit, it, but right? he's he's made it very clear that he's been focusing as talent, and it was a big whole thing when he returned, and then fans became kind of sick of him by the end of it because you know he's an older guy and he, he basically just falls on stuff. You know, that's his, that's his whole <laughs> gimmick. He yeah, does, which he does these little baby punches, and then he falls from very high yeah. on people. <laughs> which I mean, back in like like I said, the early 2000s, you know, Shane's whole shtick was he was. Fast, loose, and you know, kind yeah. of a, a bit of a high flyer. Yeah. So and the spoiled rich boy. Yeah. And the spoiled rich boy to like being an older gentleman who th does these weak ass punches and just falls from high up. It, it's yeah. I mean, I it, I still love him. I still get. I'm still entertained by him. But most generally speaking, most of the wrestling community disagrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it says. Uh, Stephanie and President Nick Khan will serve as yeah. So here's the funny part about that. So uh, as we all know, WWE is a publicly traded company, and that's why Vince has been so chaotic. I think because he's 
he's never really had a quarter where they didn't pay out what they were supposed to to stockholders and increase the stockholder value in some way, shape, or form. The way he does that is usually by laying off a bunch of people and then bringing them back in after that that quarterly sure. earning, earnings call. And like now that there's a competitor in the market, he can't do that because AEW oh. just scoops them up and says, hey, we won't yep. lay you off every three or four months or every time your gimmick doesn't get off the ground because <laughs> Vince <laughs> McMahon decided in a fucking cocaine fever dream <laughs> that you're going to be this Nigerian drum lord. You know? <laughs> so there's... There's a lot of weird, cringy backstage behavior going on. Now, obviously, wrestling at its core is a circus. It's it's based off a circus act yeah. that just went it, on television. You know, Vince McMahon and his father basically gobbled up all these different small wrestling empires on local television and created WWF, which eventually evolved into WWE <laughs> after they got sued by the World, World Wildlife. Wildlife Foundation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is again a whole other thing that's just ridiculous in the history of wrestling. Yeah, but uh, yes, so the stockholders were obviously disappointed because they had gotten these big TV deals um, from Fox in particular, uh, and they weren't seeing better ratings because AEW was around and providing generally really high level wrestling content and often doing it with their own wrestlers that they had <laughs> laid off or had yep. poorly used and were now being properly used <laughs> to great effect. Uh, so, uh, ironic, ironically, AEW is founded by uh, a con <laughs> named Tony Khan, who is the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Interesting. So oh my it, God. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird serendipity that the person that comes in and usurps Vince McMahon himself in his own company is a con, unre- right. apparently unrelated, but a man named Nick Khan. That's funny. Who That's was brought so- in by the shill- shareholders Jeez. because he was performing so poorly and alienating so much of the talent and doing all of these backstage shitty things where he's <laughs> exposing himself and doing all this crazy shit and paying people off. So prior to this conversation, I had no idea what AEW was. So I just looked up their roster and holy fuck, they, they have, they have 90% every of the awesome wrestler on the planet yeah, right now. Yeah. I'm like, particularly fucking... not from Japan. CM Punk. Yeah, they have everybody. They, Billy they Gunn, brought Chris CM Jericho. Punk, CM yep. Punk was so jaded and yep. so done. And because they were doing such Christian? a great job. Yes, they got Fucking, everybody. I'm assuming everybody. Pac is Tupac. No. Or not Tupac. <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, I know you mean X-Pac, yeah, but no, it's, it's <laughs> not either. <laughs> but, yeah, He's back so just, the dead guy. <laughs> see, this is the problem with these fucking wrestlers and them naming themselves. Pac is not X-Pac. He's also not, not Tupac. One, two, three, kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, not Tupac one, is still two, alive out there somewhere because he's still <laughs> creating records, but it's not Tupac either. Uh, Pac is a much younger guy who's gotcha. uh, he, he's from... I, oh, I can't he had the same hair going yeah. on. So. He's known as the bastard, and he's basically the short, empty fuck that flips everywhere and fucks people up. Okay, He's, he a, had, he's a great wrestler. He had the same hair. Dustin Rhodes? Yep. Fucking Dusty Rhodes is wrestling yeah. not, again? Not the original Dusty Rhodes. Oh, okay. Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just to be clear. Uh, but yeah, Gold Dust, basically. Yeah, Gold yeah. Dust. Yeah. 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 yeah, they got fucking Gold Dust. Fuego del Sol. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, it's 
I, I this, this is great. Like honestly, if anybody's watching and they've kind of fallen Jeff off Hardy. wrestling, yep, they I, got, I highly recommend at you least go one of the Hardys. Go on some public streaming service. Uh, there's a bunch of pirated ones out there, but watch a legitimate one if you have access to one. Jeff Hardy was and always watch, my favorite. Watch some yeah. of these pay-per-views from AEW because they're phenomenal. They really are, and they're bringing so many great wrestlers back. <laughs> Both old and new. Sting is back. This Sting. The Mark old, Henry. He's so old. Fucking Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark Henry's not really wrestling. He just makes an appearance once in a while. Hence but yeah, the suit. they're doing a great job. They Oh, yep. They they have both the Hardy Boys. Yeah, they sure do. I uh, love the Hardys. Yeah, the Hardys were always my favorite. Yeah. They really have done Well, I take that back. The Hardys were always my favorite until they fucked them up and split them. And then Jeff Hardy started, or I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy started doing the version one bullshit. Yeah. Oh, no. Matt Hardy's pretty cringe. He's still pretty cringe. You know? <laughs> and then Jeff Hardy's always in jail because he's always getting DUIs. Yeah, Jeff Hardy was always my favorite. I think right now Jeff Hardy's on probation because he got another oh, wait, DUI. Scroll down. Scroll. <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta show you a, right. a video. Who the of this fuck guy. is Orange he's, Cassidy? He's, he's a new wrestler and he's amazing. He's absolutely incredible. His whole gimmick is that he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> That's fantastic. And he's too cool for school. The, uh, and they, he wrestles people with his hands in his pocket. They uh, <laughs> lost me a little bit when I saw somebody named Luchasaurus. Oh my god. Yeah, he's more. He doesn't wrestle too often. He's more of like an announcer. But yeah, he's like a indie, a big time indie guy. Oh, William Regal, get <laughs> fucked. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> fucking William Regal. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He was running that guy. WWE's NXT show. Yeah, and then he got laid off for cost. Yeah, <laughs> and so he went to AEW. Now he basically runs a bunch of stables for people. Like he's basically the uh, what's the word? Uh, like the talent. Manager type? Yeah, yeah, manager, I guess. There's a better word for it, but I can't. Advocate. He's basically the advocate for uh, you know, his particular stable. Like Paul Heyman is. You know, yeah. Paul Heyman is the advocate. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, This is old news to anybody who's paying attention to wrestling. But, yeah, AEW came up, usurped him, led by Tony Khan and uh, a handful of... Uh, Indian Japanese based wrestlers, which eventually poached a bunch of WWE talent. They got because Jim Ross as an announcer. They sure do. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they got everybody, man. Poaching everyone. Yeah, WWE <laughs> really just has and Taz. <laughs> yeah, yep. they have everybody. I'm telling you, they have everybody. And the staple only gets bigger because, yeah. well, they're tired of being fired. Like it's so like. It's so bad that they have so much talent yep, because they only have a two-hour show and a one-hour show. So they have three hours of content, where WWE is making five hours of content with way less material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see where there's some anger among WWE fans uh, that has been brewing for quite a while. But uh, yeah, it's it's just the culmination of all of these kind of weird serendipitous ironies that just keep falling upon the wwe universe it and just keeps happening. They, they keep fucking up like they nxt was probably their most popular best products you know from a hardcore fan standpoint and they you know 
basically refused to bring up the talent, and when they did bring them up, they completely butchered their character, renamed them. <laughs> like, they already had established characters and names, and they just renamed them to whatever Vince McMahon was entertained by, you know? Like, uh, they, they had these two uh, tag teamers called the War Raiders, and they were fucking awesome at NXT, and Triple H is basically the godfather of NXT, basically oversees everything. And uh, Vince was basically like, ah, ratings are shit right now. I need to lay some people off. Who's cheap that I can bring up? You know, like uh, War Raiders are great. So they call them up and then they change their name to the Viking Raiders, change their actual names. So they that now they have some Hinga Dinga Durga names that nobody (laughs) knows. And so when they came out, like nobody knew who the fuck they were. And then they showed up and they're like, oh, it's the War Raiders, I guess. (laughs) But they had changed their gimmicks and they had to change their wrestling style and like they like, kind of got back to it, but like, it took them even, a long time. Even back in like the '90s and shit, when they would change like gimmicks and everything, they did it gradually. Like right, there was yeah. actually like some evolution to it, it so it made like sense. I mean, look at let's if one of the prime examples is like Edge and Christian and the Brood going from like the Brood and this goth vampire to the Masquerade with. Gangrel yeah. and shit <laughs> to <laughs> They actually named one of them Gangrel. I remember yes. that yeah. bullshit. It was Gangrel he, he still shows up. Oh, Does God. he? Yeah. On AEW. Yeah. He's not he like officially on the roster, would, uh, but he has he had up. his goblet of blood that yeah. he would drink and yeah. spit over the crowd. Because and shit. they wanted yeah. to be fucking like they wanted to be wrestling vampires. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And they came up in the ring of the ring of fire that raised up and shit. But yeah. they went from that to, you know, like they progressed through their character arc yeah. to like just like normal re- wrestlers, then they did the like cocky surfer boy yeah. bullshit and there's, there's a yeah. reason all of this stuff was done so well back then they had a good creative team yes which they no longer have yeah <laughs> they, they really honestly they probably have the worst creative team on paper not e- even without vince mcmahon like it, it, it keeps getting worse it's bad it's bad like and the this is not in the news but Brock Lesnar, who was supposed to be headlining along with Roman Reigns for their SummerSlam pay-per-view, which is coming up, I think, in a week. He said, oh, fuck no, I'm not fucking working for <laughs> WWE if Vince McMahon's leaving, like, <laughs> because Vince McMahon pays him a ton of money to <laughs> basically wrestle two times a year yeah. at these pay-per-views. And so they're trying to shove Goldberg, who's fucking ancient. Goldberg's <laughs> wrestling again? Yes. So he's He's been wrestling, so they... He's notorious for injuring himself and others well, because he's so <laughs> old well, and uncoordinated. Goldberg was fantastic, and I remember even when like when WWE bought out the WCW and everything. Yeah, like Goldberg refused to come over for like the longest time. Then they finally got him. He yeah. came in. He wrestled like four times and then left. <laughs> and yeah. then it's about the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably less. He wrestles at Saudi Arabia usually, which is ironic because he's Jewish. Jesus <laughs> fucking but, Christ! But yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I was so excited when Goldberg first came over and like they announced he, he was coming in and shit. I was so fucking excited, and then literally he wrestled like four times and disappeared for fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, in all fairness, like his shtick is that he was just the the big monster that once he tackles you like it's football. You're fucking done. Yeah, but yeah. It, it does that worked great in WCW where he was the big monster. Then you bring him into WWE when you had people like 
you know, the big show and Kane and Undertaker. You move to a stable of people who are significantly larger than you. Fucking the gore. I'm sorry. The spear is not going to. It's not. And you're not. You're not going to be able to jackhammer the big show. Although he did once. I remember that. That's probably how he injured himself. Probably. (laughs) Quite frankly, like the talent level is so much higher than it ever was. Like I, the the Attitude Era is my era. I yeah, think it's yeah, probably absolutely. equally so oh, for you both. Absolutely. It's what I look for the most and what I I love the most. But what they were doing as far as like move set, skill set, agility, not even close to what's going yeah. on. Because like, like the people today are athletic freaks. Like when, absolutely athletic freaks. I remember yeah. when the biggest thing, and it's still something that I remember today, is the whole my favorite point of wrestling was the whole uh, triple threats uh, rivalry between the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys. Oh, and the, the yeah. fucking first TLC match. That was like, in in my opinion, that was like my peak fandom of wrestling was yeah. that first TLC yeah, uh, yeah. pay per view match. Yeah, and I mean they still do them, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, there's, there's something missing when everything has to be PG. So again, to give you context, why Stephanie McMahon seems to be taking the reins for the most part, along with Nick Khan, who's this kind of stockholder-provided usurper yeah, yeah. <laughs> that has been slowly r- rising through the ranks over the past year and just slowly taking over one responsibility and then another and then another and then another. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is wholly responsible for the PG era. And that's both a good thing and a bad thing. It's made WWE the most profitable entertainment industry, you know, throughout wrestling, bar none. Not even close. Uh, But the problem is it kind of alienated the fans because the fans were used to this more mature label. We were used to DX, Uh, you know. Yes. Oh, my God. And the reason she did that is because they could get more marketing dollars out of companies because now they felt better about advertising with a company that was a little more wholesome and it was extremely successful for profit but the product suffered as a result yeah Yeah. Yeah. honestly they got away with it for so long because there wasn't any viable competition in the marketplace right and now aew exists and there is viable competition (laughs) not only is there viable competition but generally speaking it's excellent they do miss every once in a while and you're critical of it because they're so good otherwise but yeah. they do a great job. They really do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, if I have to pick uh, between either AEW or WWE, honestly, at this point, I'm going to default to whichever one Orange Cassidy is on because the man is, he has the best gimmick. Like his, his gimmick, zero fucks given. And he wrestles like it. And he wrestles <laughs> Which like Which is amazing. It. But he's he, he wrestles well. That's not saying he wrestles bad. He wrestles he, good he, in character. He wrestles well, <laughs> but it's all it's always done with the uh the phrase in mind, look ma, no hands. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. They do so much good stuff. I I we gotta move on because this episode's taken forever <laughs> with yep. San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And we yeah. still got a lot of news items to power through, but yeah, if you're not watching AEW, definitely check it out. If you're curious about what's going to happen to WWE, definitely check that out. I think they actually have 
Stephanie McMahon coming out and addressing this, and I'm sure Vince McMahon will show up to say goodbye uh, on tonight's episode of SmackDown. But, uh, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff happening in the wrestling world. It's interesting to see where it will go. Uh, Next up on the news, Ubisoft has officially canceled four games, including Splinter Cell VR and Ghost Recon Frontline. Uh, A lot of people were uh, excited that Splinter Cell was having some kind of return because, quite frankly, Splinter Cell hasn't had anything except maybe a mobile game uh, in years. Back on that mobile game shit. People really love that franchise, but uh, unfortunately, it won't be coming. Uh, Ghost Recon Frontline was received a little less positively when it was announced, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people were will be upset that they won't be seeing that game come out. The other two games were apparently unannounced titles, um, but it sounds like they're canceling a lot of projects and downsizing some projects because of a lot of the issues Ubisoft has been dealing with internally uh, with some allegations with its leadership staff and then some uh, hostile takeover events that has been going on in the public sector here uh, attempting to take over the Ubisoft brand. Um, so they've been dealing with a lot of problems and it's finally coming to a head. It looks like, uh, especially financially. Yeah. Only one of those games I might've cared about. And now that that's gone, I really have no interest in Ubisoft. A Splinter Cell game, but not VR. I, I honestly don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously it, it makes a big barrier to entry for anybody looking to play it. You'd have to have a VR headset of some sort and something that can run this VR game. I'm sure it's going to be only on certain platforms, so it definitely lo- limits your uh, your market there, but we'll, we'll see what comes of it. Maybe they're getting rid of it so they can create an actual you know new addition to the franchise, a reboot of the franchise, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting to see and disappointing for many Splinter Cell fans especially. <laughs> Next up on the news, uh, the FaZe Clan, which is notorious, particularly in uh, first-person shooters, uh, has gone public, which is insane if you think about it. They've gone public on the NASDAQ in particular, and uh, they are opening at $13 per share. Now, FaZe Clan is, you know, obviously started as kind of a competitive clan for first-person shooters and competitions related to such things, and kind of expanded Mm -hmm. to a general large multiplayer audience. I what I don't understand is how can you be a publicly traded competitive team like that's that would be like that's a like the, publicly traded uh, NFL team or something yeah like, like that, an almost. individual NFL team yeah. that's that just seems so weird I guess the Green Bay Packers are publicly funded but they're not traded but, like yeah they're they not give you NASDAQ, they give you, you know? fake <laughs> fake holdings every time right. they need to generate some income to oh buy stuff. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, but this is a whole different thing entirely. Uh, really interesting to see. Kind of crazy. They first announced their intention to do this in October of 2021 and, and expanding uh, the, the revenue streams, which again, I don't know how they're doing outside of just streaming and winning competitions, which is not a guarantee. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, this doesn't make much sense to me, but whatever yeah it's very very strange uh for anybody unaware they began as a call of duty in particular uh group back in 2010 and were notorious for (laughs) doing crazy trick shots and getting crazy achievements and you know getting those two second nukes and you name it 
Yeah. Uh, and then they just grew beyond belief. You know, if you, I play Call of Duty Warzone pretty regularly, uh, although I haven't for the past few months. Uh, but every time you hop on, you see somebody with phase in their name or phase in their clan tag. So, and I guarantee you, there's not right. <laughs> that many phase members. Right. You know, they're just fans. So obviously they have a, a, a market, but I just don't understand how you can be a publicly traded entity doing this. Right. Uh, yeah. The, the world of esports is still kind of in its wild west phase yeah. right now. Yeah. I, re- I mean, they gave them a valuation of $1 billion when they first sought to go Jeez. public, which is insane and there's no way. <laughs> now, we know that uh, with a lot of these things, these numbers are bullshit to right. begin with. Yeah. That's for every company. Right. But this, is throw out a, speculation. this especially Throw season. out a dart and see what it lands <laughs> like on. Like, what? Yeah. Billion. Can you imagine if, like, Rooster Teeth back in the day went public? Oh, my God. They're worthless now. Like, yeah. they're completely worthless. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if you invested in that, that streaming empire that was huge, like, oh, you, it yeah. would have seemed like a no-brainer at the time. But, like, <laughs> uh, now that, like, the CEO's run off, Bernie Burns is basically gone. Yeah. And then, like, half of his iconic staff is like, <laughs> uh, yeah. had to leave in shame because they're sending dick pics and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I, it's so fragile. I used to I, love watching Rooster Teeth stuff, but to be honest, I don't think I've seen a Rooster Teeth video in, in a probably yeah. six years. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> like they're making videos. Yeah, they're I still, know that they're they still exist, I know they're there. I still but nobody's subs- watching. I still subscribe to them on YouTube. <laughs> they yeah. used to they probably show be, up. Yeah. I just, just don't watch them because yeah. I don't and they care used, anymore. They used yeah. to be probably the biggest video game like content to be honest streaming, watching, etc podcasting yeah empires be, out there yeah to be honest the only one of them that i even still see shit from is gus sorolo um, well he's basically the only one that hasn't yeah had some big controversy attached to him so yeah, that makes sense but he's yeah, him and the slow-mo guys that's basically it oh yeah gavin yeah and yeah the other dude yeah but yeah like he i follow this uh one TikTok channel of theirs, I forget what it's called, but it's uh, one of their subs- subsidiary companies that Gus and a few other people ru- run, and that's basically the only Rooster Teeth content that I see yeah. on a regular basis, and that's a you know one minute long TikTok video. Yeah, I mean it brings up uh, kind of a similar thing. Um, I used to follow like the podcast Beyond guys uh, from IGN, Greg Miller, and. Uh, Colin Moriarty and big video game media folk that really became the dominant force <laughs> at IGN for quite a quite a long time and then they went off and did their own company with two others uh Tim Geddes and uh Nick uh what's his last name I can't remember his last name off the top of my head right now but uh they went off made their own company were really successful because they had this unique chemistry between the two main hosts Colin right. and greg and then everybody else was like kind of just a benefit to that and then there's a huge falling out between colin moriarty and greg miller because of a joke he made on the internet basically uh which is pretty harmless joke but uh basically they had this big falling out because uh greg had basically criticized him publicly across the media and said he doesn't represent our company and blah 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 and so colin said fuck this and sold his shares kind of went quiet for like a few months and then made his own thing on the side which and they both seem to do decent but they're nowhere near like i don't know 
where they were when they were together and had that unique chemistry. I feel like Rooster Teeth was the same way. Right. Like once he started losing like key players, like they lost that chemistry that made him so fun to follow in the first place. Right. And they also overextended themselves and became very bloated. There's just so many subsidiary shows. Oh, and yeah. They were buying like other yeah. podcasts to bring in house and it like they would suddenly take over and be in a new location and they would lose their chemistry and right. their staff would leave because they didn't want to go to fun. Ha- or, to be uh, honest, yeah, Rooster I Teeth. S- I stopped watching them and stopped paying attention really when uh, uh, Ray left uh, the Let's Play channel. Ray, uh, shit, I can't remember his last name. Yeah. But their whole dynamic seemed to like quit. completely fall off. Yeah, yeah. and that, they, yeah. that happens pretty consistently. I used, yeah. yeah, I used to watch Let's Play every week, all the time. Um, but when Ray left. And then shortly after that was when um, Jeff and went through his divorce, so he disappeared for a while. So that literally one of the main guys, Ray, left to do Twitch full time, and uh, then Jeff left shortly after that, and he went on his hiatus because him and his wife were going through a divorce. Um, I just stopped caring. Yeah, and that's that's I, I think that's probably the hardest thing with any of these like podcasting empires or yeah. streaming empires, and it was, it's probably going to happen with this phase group. Like you're oh, you're, yeah. you're you're going to have some phase group members that either aren't performing up to the standard they used to because they're getting older, or they're just going to leave and do their own thing, and then suddenly that that chemistry and that all the things that made you want to watch them and <laughs> follow them and you know indulge in their advertising uh all that goes away and then yeah nothing so i just don't i don't see any value here and i don't right. i don't know why any sane human being would invest in this but i could be wrong uh, it, it could be yelling at old man yelling at clouds because they don't <laughs> understand you know time will tell uh next up on the news this should be fairly quick uh the chinese video game revenue has declined for the first time a mid crackdown. So it's it's not a secret that China has been slowly gobbling up uh, video game uh, developers, producers, uh, distributors, etc. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of a an underhanded bid by the Chinese Communist Party to basically censor a lot of our digital oh, media. Yeah, and there's a lot of evidence from that. I mean, they they took out a like Tenement Square out of a Call of Duty game and Ooh. shit like that because they were a, a shareholder at Activision and just a lot of stuff like that that like uh, well you're gonna use China as the enemy in this game well why don't you use Russia instead yeah. you know that sort of thing um, and there's just and, uh, obviously we know they censor movies and TV and all this other stuff when it enters their market but this is far worse because right. now they're entering everyone else's market and censoring their materials to suit their needs which you know can be argued they're not the only ones that have done that but uh it's it's much more concerning especially when you talk about how much of the market they've gobbled up sure and they've been seeing basically increasing profits every single year uh since they really opened their market to video games because before they wouldn't allow foreign video games and video game systems into their market legally so you'd have to smuggle it in if you got it and if you did you wouldn't have support obviously because their vp you'd have to have a a high-end vpn to get around their censorship yeah um and then they opened the market 
very profitable, so everybody's catering to it uh, to stay in said market. And uh, apparently, uh, they've had a bunch of crackdowns on uh, video game approvals for because obviously they have to go through a review process of everything before it can be released in in China. And they had a multiple month. Let me see if I can find it in this article real quick. They had a nearly nine month shutdown of approvals for games. So nothing could be brought to market because nothing could be reviewed because of their COVID shutdowns, essentially, and their market shutdowns. And obviously they have a zero tolerance policy with COVID. I mean, we've seen the videos in Shanghai where people right. are screaming for food because yeah. they won't even let them out of their apartment to pick up food. Um, so there's a lot of concerning things. Uh, I that's the only reason I bring this up because it's it, it's it's a trend that seems like it can only have negative results for everybody in the industry if we continue if we continue <laughs> relying give, on give like the properties much... to the highest bidder, which they're always going to be oh, right. because they're playing a hundred year game. You know they don't they don't have to. It's not like modern capitalism where you're looking for quarterly benefits where you can report to shareholders like right. hey we got this quarterly benefit no they're competing on a whole different level <laughs> yeah so uh just thought i'd bring that up seemed pretty interesting um you know i'd imagine that seeing less profit will put some pressure on their government to lessen some of their uh, very stringent policies but uh, i see that as very unlikely uh, we'll keep our ear to the ground on any more news on that. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, we got a few studies that came out very recently uh, about video games, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the first one, uh, this is less of a study and more about uh, medical process, where they're using video games prescribed by doctors to treat ADHD. Uh, this article comes from BBC News, uh, so very reputable, uh, by Kitty Pelmai. And... Uh, talks about uh, an individual uh, who was at the time age 13 who has ADHD and was prescribed a particular set of games that can help uh, the boy f learn how to focus and adapt to this um, illness essentially. Uh, the game system is called Endeavor RX so it is uh, at least partially created with medical guidance and uh, just really cool thing to see in the marketplace we obviously see adaptations to make games more accessible for people that are you know ably uh inhibited or have color blindness or hearing impairment but this is the first time i've really seen a, a big project for um actually helping people with a disease that's intangible that's you know something you can't feel something you can't touch you know right um a neurodivergency yeah. Uh, so really, really cool to see. Uh, thought I'd bring that up and point out uh, the, the good that can be done with video games. Uh, next up, we have a study. Uh, this is done by Georgia State University. Uh, the, and the study concludes basically that video game players show enhanced brain activity and have better decision-making skills. Uh, so they did this whole system where they uh, use a control and set uh, video games that uh, with a specific play style 
and they found that the majority of the people that played more than three hours every week had beneficial effects uh, to their decision making, both in uh, accuracy and how timely they can make said decisions. Uh, they don't really know how it's doing this, but they do know that it is happening. I I would imagine for anybody that's played video games, just the fact that you're reacting in real time right. <laughs> often yeah. in these games and trying to make the most efficient option uh, possible for you, I think that's probably playing a lot into it. Next up, another piece of cool news. Uh, there's a video game that has been created to help support a coup in Myanmar. So there's basically these resistance fires. Uh, fighters in Myanmar. Uh, anybody familiar with the country knows that uh, they have had a really bad reputation of a really corrupt and uh, um, authoritarian government regime. Yeah, and they have had a terrible reputation with civilian rights and basically killing and arresting civilians for no particular reason. Uh, it's basically originated back to a military coup that took over the country and basically ruled with an authoritarian hand, often supported by, you guessed it, China. Um, and there have been resistance fighters out there, and uh, an individual who I won't name on this uh, basically created a game where uh, you could play the game, purchase the game, uh, obviously support them with ad revenue using a VPN, and in doing so, you basically provide funds directly for the gorilla fighters so nice uh interesting to see uh very cool unique 21st century uh approach to doing (laughs) you know yeah uh, uh, warfare funding i suppose uh i'm sure there are people that would you know argue that you shouldn't be you know funding such a thing but i think most people in western society would probably say that they're justified um but interesting to see nonetheless Again, another instance of nerd media uh, making a big difference. Um, another uh, example here, this came from the Washington Post. State Department is currently pursuing a people-to-people diplomacy uh, video game. Uh, so basically it's a collection of 170 video games that will uh, help international uh, individuals come together, basically play the game, learn how to problem-solve together, learn how to uh, basically... Uh, be exposed to each other's culture without, uh, you know, an excessive amount of judgment or uh, predetermination about uh, the values of said person. Uh, really cool to see. Uh, they showed some example sessions that they've had where they've had some great success. Uh, teachers were paid between 20 and 25 hours uh, to uh, help with the development process. Really cool to see. So, as you can tell, video games are making a big big influence on our culture now not just in the uh media indulgent uh <laughs> scenario but and a in a more po- profound way yeah, and a more positive influence at that yeah no doubt um next up nintendo has bought an animation studio amid video game blockbuster renaissance where examples uh being like sonic the hedgehog becoming uh, a big video game movie that's unexpectedly risen to prominence and been great um really really cool to see that uh, nintendo is finally getting in the game i mean honestly nintendo is so ripe for animated movie development i don't know why they didn't do this so much quicker they've got a ton it's just that they don't know how to get on their fucking feet when it comes to actually producing yeah 
So uh, we should start seeing uh, more from this uh, in the near future. They're projected to close the deal on October 3rd. Uh, it, basically, they're purchasing uh, the studio called Dynamo Pictures, uh, which is based in Tokyo uh, and does CG production. They will be renamed and rebranded Nintendo Pictures uh, once the deal is finalized. Uh, let's see how the Mario movie does. Yep. Uh, so that's probably Chris the biggest. Chris Pratt in... yep, as he's... Mario. Yep. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Yep. And Charlie Day as Luigi. Fantastic. Yep. Jack Black, Jack Black as, as Bowser. Bowser. Yep. <laughs> and Keegan-Michael Key as Toad with Which Seth Rogen. doesn't make sense to me, but... <laughs> yeah, this, it, it sounds yeah. like a fever dream. They're definitely the spending money it. on it. Yes. So... Well, does money equal quality? Not always, but we'll see. We'll fucking find out. <laughs> uh, next up, quick video game news. Uh, Tesla cars will soon play Steam games. According to Elon Musk, he announced that uh, he's w- currently working with Steam to develop uh, proti- proprietary programs for their uh, Just what Tesla you cars. need in your car is Another Steam. fucking distraction. I mean, you can already play <laughs> Witcher 3 and Skyrim on your Tesla, so... I, I, you shouldn't! Now you can play your whole Steam library. Apparently. God damn... No. <laughs> Stop. I mean, it's good for camping, I guess. You know, if your your kids are pissing you off and you just need some alone time, <laughs> go play your, some Steam games. Some alone time to, yeah. you know, burn your... Uh, Burn your battery, you know, no big deal. <laughs> it doesn't use that much. Oh my god, you'd be okay. <laughs> People camp on them all the all through the night with air conditioning on. They lose like five percent power. So it can be done. I should get a Tesla. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, from no, you should, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's other options, uh, but they can't play Skyrim. Uh, Fuck them yet. we'll see i don't know volkswagen can't even make a decent app uh the washington post uh, again has announced that uh, discord is coming to xbox however there will be some complications it won't be an easy click uh type of system so i'm assuming this means you're gonna have to go to a website on your xbox and then download it manually probably but hey, it's better to have it than not, which yeah. is currently the situation with PlayStation. So. I suppose. <laughs> uh, speaking of PlayStation, Sony has announced that it will be closing its online service uh, for Killzone: Shadowfall and Killzone: Mercenary. So, Killzone: Shadowfall was a reasonably successful launch title for PS4. Probably more successful just because it was a launch title that was flashy and pretty. Uh, Killzone: Mercenary was like the first like big time triple a investment into a multiplayer game that was actually good <laughs> for uh the handheld playstation vita um so no surprise that they're shutting that server down because nobody's playing vita right now um i was gonna say nobody's playing Killzone right now also true <laughs> uh but to be fair they haven't really made a new one in a while so yeah yeah we're talking launch ps4 so what year is that like 2014 14 yeah. yeah and then Vita is not that long after it although it, it came pretty late in the Vita life cycle so maybe 2018 maybe 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 it yeah it's hard to keep track and then to wrap up the news uh we got some sad stuff coming uh comic book writer alan grant has died at age 73 uh no cause of death has been announced just yet um but this is really sad this is i mean it seems like every week we're talking about an iconic 
creator that is passing away. I mean, guys are literally getting eaten by sharks yeah. just to keep the quota up every <laughs> oh, week. No. Like, it's insane how many uh, comic book and manga artists and writers are dying every week. Uh, it seems disproportionately large like i feel like we'd have a death right well like maybe once a quarter (laughs) i I mean these are all mind you they're legendary because they started so fucking long ago i mean that's what happens when people get old i mean he's yeah 73 is not ancient i don't know but yeah it's it's sad to see uh he's best known for his run uh, with judge dread and batman and he also did a lot of work for eighty two thousand. Or is yeah. it 2080? 2080. Always, always mix them up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really had a big impact on the comic book industry, uh, especially throughout the 1980s. Uh, obviously, send condolences to his family and friends and all the uh, uh, fellow artists and writers and uh, illustrators that worked alongside him. So really sad to see yet again another uh, iconic comic creator. He will be missed. Passing away. So, uh, that's it for the news. Uh, and now, it's time for the prestigious, nay, life-changing award of cover of the week from Hit the Books Podcast. Ooh, which one do we have? This week, Marvel is the big winner. This coming from The Amazing Spider-Man, number six, the Ramos variant cover. Uh, this is done by Humberto Ramos who created this awesome three-dimensional portrayal of Spider-Man entangled in a lot of webs. Yeah, it definitely... That's a lot of webs. Yeah, it definitely has a a McFarlane vibe with the webs in particular. Yeah, it's like a mature McFarlane. (laughs) Yeah. You know, McFarlane always stayed in that teenage, like, (laughs) over-accentuated artistic phase. Exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ramos is like the adult in the room that kind of like all right it's like all right all right let, let's, let's let's step this let's up let's do this yeah. yeah let's let's tighten this up a little bit make it a little more realistic oh yeah this is this is very tightened up very tight <laughs> tight like a tiger uh <laughs> tight tight like a tiger <laughs> webbing very tight uh uh, this uh, this cover's great because it plays a lot with uh, your dimensional perspective. I mean, uh, really, really appreciate this. Uh, obviously, with all this webbing, there's no way this was a quick cover to do. Oh, this, absolutely this not. This was probably extremely <laughs> tedious and took a long time. And it, he, he features the fingers at the forefront, so oh, everybody yeah. knows how frustrating hands, hands and fingers suck. are. <laughs> They're extremely frustrating to make, which is probably why the one on the lower end is much simpler yeah yeah because <laughs> he probably got done with the f- one in the forefront was like fuck <laughs> dude like knuckles knuckles okay, running out just... of time oh my god yeah but this this cover is great really stands out will really stand out on the uh sales floor and i'm sure will motivate a lot of people to pick up this co- comic uh, and especially this cover in particular of course amazing spider-man always a big seller so yeah, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of eyes on it, and hopefully they appreciate it. Unfortunately, Marvel still does the fucking barcodes on the front, um, which which means you part s- of this is going to be blocked. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So, which that's always frustrating, but uh, I think Marvel artists are kind of aware of that and try to manipulate the image so they leave enough room to not block, you know, fundamental part of 
the artwork. But yeah, great job uh, by Humberto uh, Ramos. Really love the artwork. Really great. Will look great on the wall for sure. And uh, we'll definitely be picking up uh, that cover to enjoy. All right. Well, I think that wraps up uh, a, a particularly long and exciting, but still mediocre edition of Hit the Books podcast. Mediocre! Thank you all for watching and listening. Remember to uh, catch uh, those, those natural, natural ones. ones. Yep, Thank you. I always Tuesday. forget which article we're using in that. <laughs> yes, Tuesday, twitch.tv slash those natural ones. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect. <laughs> self uh promotion there. And then, uh, obviously, you can check us out on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Podbean, etc., uh, you can always reach out to us at htbvids on Twitter, on Facebook at forward slash hit the books. You can always email us at hitthebooksvids at gmail.com if you want to submit any questions for the show or uh, get any feedback or promotion. Um, I think that wraps up everything. Really had a lot of fun talking about all this stuff. There's a lot of content, yes. so I'm sure I'll have to edit this down quite a bit. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah you're going to have a busy a busy few days yeah san diego comic-con made this a big episode for us yep and the news keeps coming so we're next week we'll probably have another long episode covering the other two days of san diego comic-con so uh thank you all (laughs) for watching and listening we love and appreciate you be sure to hit like and subscribe if you haven't already and we will see you next week with another episode goodbye use the dire wolves That's fine. Take some tacos with you.